everyone. Welcome back to Awkward and Black. Back with another one and some pretty interesting topics, some small ones, but, you know, still good conversation as always. Does everybody like Justin's uh, glasses? They're blue light glasses. How does everyone feel about these? They're from Warby Parker. And so are my glasses. They're from Warby Parker. Look at at you promoting these companies. Fuck these companies. What? I like Warby Parker glasses. Am I not allowed to say that? No, you're allowed to say that. I'm just trying exactly. to my screen. You're allowed to say that. Okay. Oh, my God. So. Oh, that's what I should have done. Oh, boy. No, go ahead. Do your thing. Do your thing. No, I'm okay. So what I want to talk about was something that honestly is to me kind of not that important because I don't even watch this series. Like, I watched it in the very, very, very beginning, but not anymore. So one of the guys who was on Bachelor, Colton Underwood, apparently has come out as being gay. And... This is after a lot of controversy on his end of some crazy stuff that apparently happened. But the most interesting thing that I found out that I heard about was the fact that he supposed he was supposed to be having like a Netflix like show or something. No, he does. About- he does. It's coming. No, I, I, oh, he does. But people are actually signing yes, a petition yeah. to get the show taken down and canceled because they don't they don't they don't want him to have it. They're I just understand like, no. why. I get why I too. That's why, why. That's why I'm saying this is interesting. But if you're telling me it still exists, that means that either the petition is still yeah. ongoing or it didn't work. <laughs> like, okay, I, I don't watch this shit. I remember my mom used to watch The Bachelor back in the day, and I would catch an episode here and there. But these are like season one and two, and I was in grade seven, eight. So take it for what it is. You know what I mean? Okay. Early two thousand shit. But um, I, I didn't even know The Bachelor. I didn't know people cared about The Bachelor that much. But they do have Bachelor Nation. Everybody you know what I mean? loves I think reality the only TV. One of the, so. I know, but I didn't think it was still popping. Like the Bachelor is back in the era. The Bachelor of like, Nation is like, the group um, of people who like the no, Bachelor. No, I, I, I understand. I understand that. I understand. I understand that. But Bachelor's back in the nation of like Fair Factor or the era of Fair Factor. Like I didn't think people. I guess I, I didn't think it was that Fair popular. Factor. I didn't think it was that popular. I think the only show that I really tied myself to like that that was in that vein. Yeah. I was a Big Brother fan. I remember that. I used to really never love watch Big Brother. Big Brother. I've oh, never Big Brother it. was the best one, man. Because it was I the tried conniving miss and people were in it. Like, I couldn't get into it. It's actually tried a really watching good it. concept. Really? I got bored. That's the like, I couldn't watch it. I was like, no, I don't uh, want to watch this. Big Brother was good, man. But the rest of them, like, I was never... I, I guess maybe just me. I didn't. I didn't think we gave a shit about. It. But since we do, let's let's discuss the bullshit. The reason why I'm not mad at these people is because it's like... So he was on the season of The Bachelor and he won. And then he came out... Well, it's not about winning. It's about that he he picked he picked he. he It's not about winning. He picked a woman. Sorry, sorry. He was the bachelor. He was the bachelor, so he picked someone to be his fiance. Yes, he was on the season of the Bachelor. He picked someone to be his fiance. Then they end up getting a divorce, and then he came out. No, they never got married. They never got married. Sorry. They never got married. Remember? See, they never got married. There was drama with him because. Watch this shit. Okay, so what ended up happening is that they were together, yes, and they had the engagement, but apparently Colton was doing really strange things. Apparently, he. Um, allegedly had tracking devices like put on her vehicle and all these things without her knowledge. And it became kind of like a, like it almost seemed like fatal attraction, like psycho like. And they ended up breaking up. But this is over the course of like months. This is like over the course of months. And now he has come out and said, I am gay. And a lot of people have mixed feelings about this just because of his past of the things that he's done before. And then now he has a show about it. I don't even know this. Apparently somebody on there who's like his guide, which I don't, I don't really understand the concept. Yeah. But... So 
So yeah, anyway, okay, so I, I researched it a little bit when you were talking about, but isn't isn't she like his bear? Isn't that what they are? Like the woman who date gay guys who don't want to come. But out I don't think closet? that she knew he was gay. Is that what it's called? Is it called a? It was a bear, a big gay guy. Which one? I think it's your beard. Yeah. The beard. Okay, the beard. I think they call it a so beard. She's his beard. Okay. Got but, I, but I don't think that but, she knew but, that he was gay. No, I understand. They were planning I understand planning a wedding. That. <laughs> I understand that. But, okay, from what I'm seeing here, mm-hmm. this guy talked about his sexuality prior to The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. He has whole interviews of him talking about how, um, how he doesn't know if he's straight or gay. This is prior to The Bachelor. But many people didn't research this. So then he went on The Bachelor. He was The Bachelor. He chose a girl. He ended up stalking her. I don't know why, because you're just using her as your beard. And now he came out as gay. Listen, okay, okay. I'm all about somebody coming out as gay and living their truth. I think everyone's lived their truth. Yeah, I think of course. to the point in line. But I see why people are mad. Because in a way, it's like, this is nothing new to him. He's been talking about the fact that he didn't know about his sexuality. So you've right. been questioning your sexuality before on a public stage. Then you basically waste people's time, you know what I mean? And you go on the show that's heterosexual based and you choose a woman and then you waste her time personally and now you're coming out as gay and now people are saying they want to see a gay bachelor for the first time. I guess that's the new thing that's going to pop up. I could see that popping and the people are mad at him. And I get why they're mad at him, because he's kind of an asshole. And if if he gets his own show on Netflix explaining from what it seems like, he's explaining how he came out. And it's one of the guys from um, Queer Eye from the, the yeah. show that you watch. I just can't remember he's which gonna one it be, is right now. He's going to be the, the guy's coach. You know what? He's capitalizing. I'm not mad at him. He's Jake Paul. He's capitalizing off the, off the moment. He's like making his money. Mm-hmm. I don't like Jake Paul either, but he's capitalizing. Like everyone's always saying, Jake Paul should fight a real fighter. No, he should not. Jake no, Paul he's not trained like that. Bum ass fighters. He should keep fighting these bum ass fighters and keep getting paid millions of dollars. Why go fight a real fighter? Get knocked out and ruin your whole thing, and you got to go back to YouTube. Do That's what true. you got to do. Keep fighting these bum ass no, no, fighters. I agree don't with listen that. to nobody. Do not fight a real fighter. But in regards to this, like, I don't know. Like, okay, I'm mad at the fact that he has deceived people on the on on the you know the online space or the tv space is is for whatever the fuck the fuck the nation is right he's deceived them because they thought he was straight and he was gay i get that i get that and it seemed like he knew he was gay from before so i get that now he's coming out with his own show explaining how he's gay and he's having a gay guy to walk him through how to be gay it sounds like some fuckery and some nonsense i think that's weird Um. it's not for me and the people who it's for are gonna love this bullshit but i think he's capitalizing he's making money off no, I I agree with that. This is this just brought up something that I that I totally forgot even happened in media, and it just reminded me now that we're talking about Col- uh, Colton. So, you you won't know who this is, but I will do my best to explain it. So, there is this really, he actually was a really famous YouTuber, and he is gay. His name is James Charles, and the only reason I'm bringing this up is because of the controversy surrounding him that I just remembered. So he became the first cover boy for Cover Girl. And then he has, he has millions of subscribers. Um, He's like 21 or 22 and he's a multimillionaire. But the reason why I'm talking about him is because James Charles has had allegations of the fact that he has tried to groom and hit on young boys who are under the age of 18. 
How old is so, he? He's like 21, right? Yeah, he's like 21, 22. So what ended is up happening? really? No, hold, it well, is. How if much younger than 18? Six, how much he was young? hitting on like 16-year-olds. And he's 22? Yeah. Okay. That's okay. weird. That's illegal. Yeah, that's fucked up. Okay, I guess. So, you know the joke is? When we were back in high school, that was fucking normal. <laughs> these niggas so used, used to run after these little girls. Disgusting. So what's really weird about the whole I'm situation, I think the worst part is, is the fact that the allegations came out, I believe, in February. I can't remember if it was of this year or of last year or something like that. And he denied them and denied them and denied them. But then a bunch of people who were on Instagram, whose DMs he was sliding into, they were releasing screenshots because he's a cert- he has the blue check mark. Like he's a certified person on Instagram, which means that it's normally him managing the account as he's always done. And they were starting to show screenshots and they're saying, guys, like I'm 16. One guy was saying that he was talking to him when he was 15, about to be 16. Did you know there was- these kids were 16 or 15? What they're alleging is that he did because their ages are in their bios. And then he oh, also okay. was hitting on people in, on TikTok who have their ages listed in their bio as like 16 oh, from California. You know what I mean? And so there were people, these these young men were talking about the fact that he was pretty much grooming them and trying talking to them. So he, he, he said the allegations are false. But then the screenshots started to come out. And then it became more and more apparent that what these boys were saying is actually true. That he is a predator. Here's the part that gets creepier. So he had been on a podcast. I cannot remember the name of it, but he had been on a podcast where he made a joke saying that he likes them young and that he's like a 40-year-old man in a 20-something-year-old body and that he likes he likes young men who are young, like below the age of 18. It's so weird, obviously that clip didn't age well. He likes young men. It just sounds weird. I know. He and himself it obviously, is still young. Right, but he doesn't view himself that way. He says he views himself like as a 40-year-old man. That's what, that's what he says in the clip. And sugar daddy song. I think the worst part about it too is the fact that like the fact that he did this and it's obvious that he was able to do it because of the fact that he had power because he is so rich and he is so famous that he was able to use those things to manipulate people, which is disgusting. And that's a, that's a, that's a stereotypical thing of a predator. What I found really interesting later on is the fact that he tried to, he said that he was going to take a step back from social media and he was going to, he said that he messed up. He said that he was quote unquote desperate for like attention almost. And he was going to take a step back to be able to kind of reprioritize what he's done, but also to, I guess, seek help in a way for the fact that he is attracted to individuals, to young men who are under the age of 18, who are oh, like children. Back to this shit, eh? And then, then something happened that I actually didn't think was going to happen. And the only reason I saw it is because it was on this, um, I follow this platform called um, Estee Laundry and, and like diet Prada. And they pretty much like out companies, influencers for dumb crap. So his videos apparently got demonetized on YouTube. names too. Okay. It's a big deal to have all of your videos get demonetized on YouTube means you no longer are making any money. So he right now, from, from, from last time I checked, he right, he is not a part of the YouTube partnership program, which allows him to make money off of his videos. And the only reason I brought this up is because we were talking about Colton. I was like, oh, wait, there's that kid from YouTube who did all this crazy stuff. And it's really, it's really crazy because he's so young. And he's, by the way, he's actually very ignorant. He has said some ignorant things before. But regardless of that. He is so young. I think for me, the part that really I found messed up is when someone actually shared the clip of him talking about the fact that he is like a 40-year-old man who likes young, likes young, like that. That clip did not age well for him to say that and then for these allegations to come out and then people to have the receipts to back it up. So when he was like 16, what did he like? Like nine-year-olds? 
I, I have no idea, I guess. <laughs> I have no idea. He, he sounds like a predator. That's what I'm saying. Just in He's general, a predator. Like, that's what I'm saying. It reminds me of the dudes I went to high school with, the dudes that would be like 18, 19 and be trying to chop the little young grade nine girls. And, yeah. Or when I worked in the mall and there would be dudes, I used to work at like Rogers and whatever, and they would, I was like 19, 20, 21, 22. But there'd be dudes who were like 28, 29 in the mall and would go to like, the clothing stores, because you knew the clothing stores was the youngins, and they would go to like, yeah, you know, I, I worked little, in a retail clothing store, I know. <laughs> they, they would go to the clothing store and they would pick up like either the high school girls or the ones who were like just 18, and they'd be like, oh, I'm gonna train her, I'm gonna train her. And you would see that a lot. Like, you, you would see one guy who like was like the manager of a store dating some 18 year old girl who worked in another store. It's like, I just, uh, yeah, he seems like a predator. You see, like, yeah, he has the telltale signs of a predator. He seems, like, seems like a predator, yeah. It's, just, it's, just, it's crazy because his audience is so young on YouTube because he is so young. But it's just, I, when I saw that at first, I just, I kind of shook my head because I had already heard the allegations from before. And then just to see more and more of them come out and to have people showing screenshots and someone saying, how would you not know how old I am when it's in my bio? Like it says that I'm 16. I don't understand what you mean. And he, then he tried to say that, he was unaware of the ages of the individuals at the time. Um, and then now now his legal team, I believe, is going after some people who he think pretty much who are like slandering him, I guess you could say. But a lot of these people have screenshots from his official account with him what, hitting on What them. was he saying in these screenshots? Because like, what was he saying? So it was just like, was he, it was, was mainly things like, of him like, like saying that they're cute. Like, yeah, like he, he was being, he was being overtly sexual with these with these like, boys. What do you mean? Like, I need something. Like, was he saying like, I'm, I got some D, I'm going to slide you some pictures. You can come over and get this dick. Or, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to suck you off. Like, what, what was, those what was kind of saying? things? I'm suck you off. Those I'm kind of things. Ass. Like, what the fuck? They um, didn't share all the screenshots in its entirety because of the fact that these are children. They're not going to share it like that. And you know that. <laughs> but I, know, I just need some the context. context. Like, the the context is, is that he was hitting on them to become sexual with these individuals who were underage. That's the well, mind, mind you, there shouldn't be there shouldn't be any context. Let me just. But that's that not, I was about now. to say that. Like, I said you shouldn't even need context. He's twenty one or twenty two years old, hitting on fifteen year olds. There is no context. That is a predator going Yo, after a I child. I really, the more I think about that, the more I realize how normal that used to be. Now, mind you, I want to preface this. I've never done this. I don't even date younger women, as you know. I think everybody I ever dated in my life was my age or one year older. I think I think the youngest I've ever dated is like one year younger than me. I was never really into younger girls like that. It wasn't my thing. That sounds completely fucked up when I say it out loud. But, um, <laughs> but like, it makes me think because it's like I remember growing up in that time period where mm-hmm. the grade nine girl would great would date the grade thirteen guy. If you really don't know, grade thirteen was a fifth grade in high school where you were OAC. eighteen. Yeah, OAC grade thirteen. You were you were literally eighteen, turning nineteen, depending. Yeah. Some people were nineteen still in high school with us. And I remember you would see these girls who were grade nine, fourteen, dating the dude who's eighteen, nineteen. He's already a man and they're going to school, right? That's probably why they closed that fucking grade off. And then I remember after the next year, she would be in grade ten, and he would be in college, and he's twenty. And then the following year, she's now sixteen. And he's 22, the same age we're talking about now, right? Yeah. And I remember, like, this guy would come pick her up after school sometimes. He would come back and hail up all the teachers. You know what I mean? Say hi yeah. to all the faculty. Yeah. Go back and pick up his grade 10, grade 9 girl. And nobody said shit. Like, 
he would go to, to the girl's house, talk to her parents, chop it up with the pops and the mom. Nobody said shit. By no means am I, I saying anything is, I'm not by but saying that what we it, experienced it wasn't normalized. Up. It is fucked up, but I'm not even talking about it, the fact of it not being normalized. No, no, no. I'm speaking about it. I'm just talking about the fact that I just never thought about how fucked up it was until now. Yeah. And that's what come out. That's what come when you were asking for context. And I was like, but he, it doesn't matter. He's a, he's a, once you're over, once you're 18 and up, you, you were classified as an adult. You should not be trying to date people who are like 14, 15, 16. You shouldn't be trying to almost in a way groom them or coach them. You should not be doing that. Period. I agree with you. This period. I, listen, I was no, never like, into that. I, just, I think it's a culture. It's a culture though, because I've met a lot of men in my lifetime who have said that to me. Like, oh, I'm grooming her. You have to get them young and you have to groom them. You yeah, have it's to, messed up. The, like, just, just those lines alone, I'm grooming her or you have to get them young and you have to groom them. That's I've heard that so many times. Even when I was in my 20s, I would see dudes, like, at the barbershop or whatever, and they would be in their late 30s, 40s, talking about they're dating some girl my age, showing me the girl on the phone, talking about I'm grooming her. And I'm just like, yo, it's, yeah, that older men dating i guess younger men and younger women right that's mm-hmm. a that's a thing that predator mind you there's there's women out here who do the same shit they play the saying so there's boys. there's men who do it women who do it it goes both ways regardless of the sex it is disgusting you shouldn't be doing it he's a predator he's definitely yeah. a, a, a predator. so his de- his i looked it up when you were talking and the demonetization of his videos right now is only classified as temporary so he is he's no longer making any money from youtube and like the whole like adsense and all that kind of stuff that comes when you reach a milestone on youtube when you can actually monetize your videos but honestly i just I the find type it of weird. reach that he has because he has he has millions of people who follow him and people who obviously are young and they want to interact with him and I just, I don't really understand why YouTube, I think they need to reevaluate the way that their policies are when it comes to this. I think they need to reevaluate uh, it. I'm not blaming YouTube. How are you going to have somebody who's on there who, where there's actual proof of the things that he's done about the fact that he's pretty much gone after children? Yeah, but this is the thing. YouTube has a lot of people that are on there that have YouTube pages dedicated to bullshit that probably shouldn't be. So it's like, if we... Mind you, I'm not saying they're in the same vein as this, right? But uh, but that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, I'm talking about this in particular. I'm not talking about anything else that's on YouTube. I'm talking about the censorship fact that they is have... hard because then you set a standpoint that has to be set for everybody. How is stopping a predator censor- no, 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 I'm, censorship? I'm not disagree with you. I am not this. This whole, whole thing sounds bad, but I'm actually not disagree with you. I agree with you completely. I agree with you completely. That's not censorship. That that's protecting people. That's protecting okay, children. Well, see, this, he this has is a reach of one point. So he has like millions is, of people, millions this, of children, and thing. people who this are following is, him. This is the thing about our society, right? This is the thing. We pick and choose too much, right? So there's there there's these guys out here that have video game pages who are 35, who their main audience is children. That they're speaking to children. These guys that do the Roblox and all this crap. We're allowing it. At the end of the videos, they say, message me. There's times they say, I'm going to show up at this mall or this arcade. We're not saying anything about this. 35-year-old man. We're, we're, we're not saying nothing about this, right? And it's just like you see this down the line. Like you you, you have members of the royal family molesting little girls. You have people being out. People just kind of turn a blind eye to it. I think we pick and choose. We, I might, it's not it's not about this guy. This guy ain't shit. But I think we pick and choose. And I think... Uh, that's why I say like it's hard to blame YouTube. I think you either do a queen a clean sweep of the whole thing, and then you set a new standard in society going forward, 
But like, what, what what are we doing? We're just gonna keep picking well, and choosing the people YouTube, that we want. This is about YouTube's partnership program, away. and the partnership program has guidelines that need to be followed for you to even be a part of it. I think that if you breach those guidelines in a sense of where you're proven to be a predator, you should no longer be allowed to make money off of YouTube. Let me ask you a question, and no no right or wrong answer for this, and I don't actually have an answer for it either. But I know that our generation. When something happens with a celebrity that we don't like, or something comes up from their past that we don't like, and this is not—it's not about this guy specifically. Mm-hmm. Like said, this guy ain't shit. But it's just like we hold, we hold um, the companies that support them up, and we demand that these companies let them go, or these companies provide some sort of retribution for us. You know what I mean? Like we we do this with everybody. Uh, do you think? Do you think that that's right to do? Do you do you think do you, do you do you think it's right to do? That's my question. Yeah, because YouTube has guidelines. Not YouTube in general, but just just in general, the fact that we do this. Do you think that's right to do? Well, the only the only way that you can really go after anybody, if you yourself as a person in society who's watching it, you can't personally go after that person. The only thing you can do is go after what their livelihood is because you want it, you want them to feel something. So you can't okay. the only like if someone doesn't have anything. People, people get sued every day, but the one thing that people go after is your livelihood and what you do and what makes you money because then what are you going to do? So that's why, that's um, why we I, as a society go point. after it. So point. it makes sense because there's no, there's really no other avenue. Ignoring them does what? No, I get the point. I just so I'm think, saying ignoring um, them does what though? Oh, I'm just going to act like I don't know that this person is doing that's, this. Well, well we right, still do but, that. Depends on who it is. Depends on who it is. Right, right but what I'm saying is, is even, even if James Charles or anyone in YouTube was not this person, if I ever found out that there was somebody who was having predatory behavior on Instagram, on anything with children, I don't know. No, even if it was a person I didn't know, I'd be like, what the hell is going on here? I'm not I'd saying you. I'm just police. saying it depends on depends Right, but on what I'm saying is, is I, would ex- I would hope that if you see that your child or your niece or your nephew or whoever it is that is no, interacting no. with somebody who is saying predatory things that you say, you know no. what, this is not okay, you report them and you call the police. You know what? For years, I've always judged religious people on this type of moral compass, but I realized that we all do it. I've always held them to a higher standard because they because they promote themselves as being held to a higher standard. But we all do this. We all do this. The same exact way how religious people will pick and choose certain things they want to follow and not certain things they want to follow. We all do this. Like, there's families out there where everybody sees the uncle molesting. No, no, no. no, It's it's not towards you. But there's families out there where, like, people know that the family member is doing something to the little girl, the little boy, but the family member is somebody who is a financial resource for the family. The family member is somebody who has a spiritual title in the community. So they, they, they let it go, right? Yeah. As long as you have a spiritual title or or you're financing the whole family, ain't no one going to say shit, right? We've seen documentaries of people selling their kids to get molested for money, right? So it's just like, it's, it's uh, I don't know. I guess it's for myself. It's like I've always judged religious people for this type of shit, but I'm realizing we all do it. We all do it because there's certain people that we want to pull down other people we just let it go. Let, 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 let it fly, right? Let it fly. Um, no, but this guy's a piece of shit. And I'm just to say my point, he's a piece of shit. I'm glad YouTube is, is taking away his ability to make money off the videos um should youtube kick him off the platform uh, i believe you have to you, i i would want i'd want him to have some sort of a trial first because we do live in the age of social media where it's like everything that gets posted we jump and create a rage off of so let let we have the screenshots let the police investigate him 
let's let's do the whole process. And then once he's convicted of something, then I think you should also take all of his videos down, as you were suggesting as well. So not only can I don't disagree with that. I believe that he deserves to back on the platform. He deserves to have due process that there's no holes in anything, so that he can't turn around and be like, oh, and do something else. I totally agree with that because the only way for this to happen is if he actually is proven to have done something. Now, right now, all it is is that it's been proven that he has messaged these individuals, which is still predatory behavior, but there is no evidence that he's actually physically done anything with them. So, yeah, so whatever the consequences is. So whatever the consequence of that may be, then so be it. But the due process needs to happen. I'm not disagreeing with that. Yeah, I agree with you. And then, and then we can go from there. But I just I just wish that in society that we just... I know it's hard, right? It's, we, we don't want everyone to group think the same way. But I just wish in society that when it came to certain things, we were just down the middle. And not like... Yeah. It's different because they have this much money. Or it's different because they're a celebrity. Or it's to me, a predator is a predator. I don't care who you are. And power. And that's the way that you should I, I be viewed. I know you feel that way. No, but. that's what I'm saying, though. Everybody, it should be viewed that way, though. It doesn't matter how much money or power you have. If you are a predator and you are doing something and you are hurting people, then you are exactly then you are exactly that. In, in, in a better world, I, w- I would hope that society would see it that way. But I agree well, with We'll you see. We'll find out. Speaking but anyway, of society, that, was, that was a segue from that. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. Speaking of society, uh, your boy Kid Cuddy was wearing a dress on Saturday Night Live. And I guess Kurt, Kurt Cobain did this years ago. So that's the yes, context. Kurt Cobain did, and that's why he was wearing the dress. He was paying old to Kurt Cobain. And yeah. of course, the black community was... It was a cute dress. Was, yes. And of course, <laughs> the black really community was, was up in arms. They were mad. They were like, this is bullshit. Wait, I, I, you knew this was going to happen. Okay, uh, I had an understanding that it would happen. Like, but we, like, have to, we have to stop acting surprised when this shit happens. Like, like, we, like Kid Cudi knew the black community was going to do this. We all knew the black community was going to do this. Listen, as much as the black community likes to do these fucking PSAs about yeah. the fact that we are not homophobic, we are not this, it's, it's bullshit, okay? The black community, and I'm not just speaking of the black community in America, but it's the black community as a whole. The mm-hmm. black community is very much conservative, very much religious. Mm-hmm. And very much, it's a one-way think trip, right? So if you have a thought process outside of that, and most mm-hmm. communities like this, like if you go to any community, they're all like thought process outside of it. If you have this outside of it, I think the difference between us is that like we do this amongst just, just a race, right? A race yeah. instead of just a culture. But like I, I could have saw this a mile away. Listen, any black man that wears a dress after like 2002 and Martin Lawrence and all them were doing it is getting shunned, right? And I understand um, Kid Cudi is a fan of Kurt Cobain, and I guess that's one of his favorite artists. A lot of black people like Nirvana, and a lot of black people resonate with Nirvana and Kurt Cobain. And I guess Kid Cudi wanted to pay an ode to him by doing a similar trend that he did in terms of wearing a dress. To be honest, I'm not shocked that Kid Cudi did this. Like, none of this is shocking to me. Like, like certain people, certain people like Kid Cudi, um, um, Tyler, the creator, uh, Jaden Smith, just certain people, they've never really posted themselves as like, I'm the alpha male black image like they've never done that like we we already have people that do that on a regular basis like i'm the alpha male black image or like i'm the gangster black image right Mm -hmm. the people like kid cuddy have never done that kanye west is in that game pool too and never really done that so it's like kid cuddy wearing a dress is not really outside of his wheelhouse because he's never done that like that's not shocking for me to see um kid cuddy being a fan of kurt cobain and wearing a dress also not shocking 
Kid Cudi paying an ode to Kurt Cobain and wearing a dress. None of this is shocking to me. Like, Pharrell, Kid Cudi, I would kind of expect that, actually. Um, the black community being outraged about it. Again, none of this is shocking. They were just outraged about um, the, the, the the man twerking on the, on the devil last week, right? So, like, none yeah, of this is shocking that's... to me. Um, yeah, the black community is going to rave and jump up about this. And then it's, it's going to cool down in like a minute. But what, what, what do you think as a rock? Fan? So just just to get a little background, the dress that Kit Cuddy was wearing is by Off-White. <laughs> That's the designer label of the dress. I thought the dress mm. was very cute. Sorry, I just wanted to add something in on that. It is by Off-White. Yes. And the creator of Off-White is creating a line with Kit Cuddy. And that dress is the first one in the mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. Now, I just want to say one thing for you go. Okay. For all the for all the black people who talk about the gay agenda, <laughs> they might have a point on this one. And it's just because it's funny, because for years and years, men have always created dresses for women. That's yes. usually what it is in high fashion, right? But we've never seen in the advertising world men advertising dresses for men. That mm. I haven't even seen. And to start that off with Kid Cudi and uh Virgil. Yeah, he's a designer of white. Is very interesting to me. Mind you, I have no issue with it because I don't believe in this gay agenda shit, right? It's bullshit to me. But for the black people who are on the Hotep conspiracy theory thing, oh, on YouTube next week, every video is going to be about this. Because they're saying, oh, they're marketing dresses to our young kids. And I can't wait to sit in the pop, sit after my popcorn in the YouTube comments and read the ignorance. But I'm sorry, go on. So the dress is designed by Off-White and... I think the coolest thing is, is that the tribute that he's paying is actually in regards to the 1993 Face magazine cover that Kurt Cobain did where he was wearing a dress. Um, But it also points out the double standard of if a man wears a dress who is either a celebrity or is famous in some way versus people who are trans because when they wear a dress, they get ridiculed, they get persecuted, but people who are cisgendered males, if they wear a dress, no one says anything. They say it's fashion. They say it's groundbreaking. They say people it's People cool. ridiculing Kid Cudi over this? No, people are actually praising him for what? the fact of wearing the dress because of the homage that's painted to him? Kurt Cobain. Oh, non-black people are praising him. Okay, I said I people, point. Yeah, go on. So they're paying homage. When, J- when Jaden Smith wore a dress, no one said anything. No, 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 I'm just saying. People thought it was cool. I, I guess, no, people thought I guess, it was cool. Like, the, but the, what I'm trying to say is that the, what it is, is that if this person was actually, if if he was not a cisgendered male, which is like, if he was not a hetero male, people would have something to say about it. He's a straight man in a dress. I never really thought about it like that. I guess because like in the black space, they're going to get ridiculed regardless. Because there's Funny a thing is, is I didn't even actually really world you have to live in. But I never thought about the fact that like. In real life, transsexuals will get. But okay, 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 okay. You know, you know what? It's hard for me to stand behind that because these men are getting praised because they're doing it on television. Yes, because they're famous. Yes, but with that being said, the people who want to see this, which is a large group of people, they are the ones who are championing them. Yeah, and people who don't want to see it are either not commenting at all because it's just not in their wheelhouse, so they don't give a shit, Mm -hmm. or 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 they're having like riots outside of the corporate office, right? Either or, right? Or they're online doing their thing. But I think when you are a man in real life who walks down the street with a dress in real life, when you're not on TV, when you're not being propped up by yeah. an ad in real life, 
you're going to get the majority of the population who's going to disagree with you. Which, mind you, the majority of the population disagrees with Kid Cudi as well. It's just the fact that the majority of the population who disagrees with Kid Cudi is not going to go out of their way to complain. While no, but the they're, gonna, but they're the going to attack who somebody with, who, who's they're yeah, going to attack somebody who's a part but, of that. But community, it's not though. a comparison. It's not an equal comparison. Because like but, I'm saying, but you see, that's where that's where the thing is. The comparison happened by somebody from the LGBTQ plus community. So that's why the comparison occurred. The comparison, the comparison is nonsense. That's a com- I was going to get to that in my point to say that this occurred because somebody is writing articles who was a part of that community who, yes, is saying this is great. But if you're a part of the queer community, you will not you will you will experience far more hatred and far more danger. It's okay. I know. I, I understand. I understand the perspective they're going with. It's just hard. It's not my perspective. It's in an article. Okay, this is the thing. This is okay. This is this is my plan. Okay. My, my point is this: when it comes to the LGBTQ community and things that happen in the LGBTQ community and the presentation of the LGBTQ community, the majority of the world, I should say, a good eighty percent, are not going to disagree with it. Because the majority of the world is religious or growing up in their own culture or whatever the case is. So they're just not going to agree with it, right? The problem, the issue is, is that when, when a celebrity does this online, the majority of the world is also not agreeing with it. The only difference is that the majority of the world who does not agree with it, which is 80% of the world, is not going to take time out of their day to complain about it or talk about it or even dwell on it. But the 20% minority of the world who does agree with it, who wants to see it championed, they're going to be flooding the airwaves with it because they're like, this is us, right? Yeah. But now, but now in the real world, outside of the social media, in the real world, when you take that exact same celebrity, take, 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 take Kid Cudi, for example, right? And take him out of Hollywood where everybody is gay and liberal and that, that 20% of minority is really, that's literally the homing center for it. Take him out of Hollywood and put him in the real world. He's still Kid Cudi. He's still a celebrity. Put him in the real world. Make him walk down any street. Any street. Right? That 20% minority might not live on that street. Might not live in that town. Might not live in that area. Or might live there, but just might not be vocal. So now you got that 80% who otherwise wouldn't, wouldn't go out of their way to comment online. But now that you're in front of their face... They're like, okay, I can say what I got to say. That's not what the point is about. Mind you, mind you, I'm not. That's not. That's not what. That's not what it's about. The point is, is the fact that he is famous. So him doing something like this is great. Yay, applause. But anyone who is, as they say, visibly queer folk or anyone like that, they will receive far more hatred and more physical, actual danger to their body. But there's a reason why. I just explained the reason why. There's a reason why this happens. There's like it's you can't compare apples and oranges. There's a reason why this happens is because the 20% of people who are doing this on a national scale are, are being propped up by the people who want to see that. But in real life, the people who want to see that are very much scattered out all over the world. They're not in one place unless you go to like LA or a certain neighborhood in every city. You know what I'm trying to say? But on the internet, they're able to come together as one big 20% from all different neighborhoods to champion that, that, that action. But in real life, that's not going to happen. But I'll give you an example. If, I think the if hardest Kid, part is, Kid is because Cuddy, even if Kid though Cuddy people... was to go to any gay neighborhood in the USA or Canada and walk down the street and address as Kid Cudi, 
they would all praise him. They would come out the windows and be like, is that kid Cuddy walking down, walking down? Not necessarily. They would come out out and praise him. If you let me finish my point, I'll be able to disprove that that's not true because people commented who are part of the community who said that they actually found it insulting that he is getting praise for wearing a dress when trans youth who wear, they can get beat up and killed for it. Not everyone is okay with it. That was the part that I was going to get to once I was at the end of my point. I just don't think it's not equivalent. To you, it's it may not, not be equivalent, but to but to the individuals who are not. part of it, actually, do think it is. You know what? I want people to post. People listening to this, post in the comments because I would like to see people's thoughts on this. I just okay. My, my, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I just don't think it's. I just don't think it's an equivalent comparison. You're That's why I'm saying that I'm I'm basing nah. what I have to say is based off of the articles that I read about it when I first saw that he had performed in the dress. Then when I saw the things that came after. My own personal opinion is the fact that because of the fact that he is straight, he is going to be praised for because he's famous. But then I understand where I they're don't saying think it's because he's straight. But then like, it's not because he's straight. But it's it's. It, but it's that's what that's the point of the article was is the fact that because he is a cisgendered male in a dress that he is getting praised for wearing a dress. But if it was the other way around and he was a part of the LGBTQ plus, he would not be getting the same praise. I think I think that that's complete bullshit. Uh, that's just me. I'm I'm allowed to disagree. I I don't think it's because he's straight or cisgendered. I think it's because that's what cisgender means. Mean being straight. Yeah. Yes. I I know. I just want to say both. I think it's because he's a celebrity who is doing it on a celebrity stage where he's going to be praised and overcompensatedly praised by the small minority of people in our society who champion that. So the small minority of people live across the world in different pockets, but they're going to come together to praise that person on national television, whether they are gay or straight, because they're standing up for something, an ideal that they believe in. Black people have done this for years with, with our celebrities, right? But I think in the real world, outside of celebrityhood and outside of being propped up on a Hollywood stage, if you took Kid Cudi, still a celebrity, still a straight male, and made him walk down a regular street like that, he's not going to get praised. So I think it's just the fact that he's on television and that small minority of people that want to see this can band together and flood the comments and make it seem like he's being praised, which he is, he is by them. But I'm saying Kid Cudi is like, okay, you know what? It's one of those things, and mind you, I'm not dissing the person that wrote this. I'm just saying my perspective on it. I feel like the person who wrote this is living in their own bubble. I feel like they're living in a bubble that where they live in. And I understand a lot of people get caught in their own bubble. But if you talk to if you talk to anybody about the kid cutting and address thing, I bet you 90% of people are gonna say, get the fuck out of here. I, I I'll put money on that. I will put money and those people will be white, black, doesn't matter. 90% of people are gonna say no in real in real actual life. But the internet makes things seem different than it is. So I don't think Kid Cudi is getting this. I think Kid Cudi is getting this support over the internet. I don't think Kid Cudi gets the support in real life. You could walk into any neighborhood. People are going to be like, no, no. I just, I just, I don't see the comparison about about a straight male wearing a dress getting more support in in real life than a gay male wearing a dress. No, a man in a dress in general is not getting support in real life. It's just not happening. Mind you, I'm, I'm not saying it's right. It's completely wrong. People can do what they want to do. You know my stance. Do what you want to do. I don't care. But I just think that the comparison is just, it's not equivalent to me. 
because I think the guy who's writing this is living in his own bubble where he lives, people he talks to, his own bubble. Step outside of that bubble, and it's like everyone's everyone's saying "fuck Kid Cudi." So it's like, it's, well, the person who wrote the art of article is not getting the support that he and thinks. A, is. And a person who actually petitions for rights of the LGBTQ plus who wrote the article, but well, I think that also the, in the LGBTQ I think that the bubble. perspective can be. I think the perspective for for anyone who is looking in is different than somebody who is actually experiencing it and living it. I'll show you an example. All all over social media for me this week, all I saw was Kid Cudi getting bashed for this. I didn't. I saw the opposite. Okay. Here's my example. We have two different interests. We follow different pages. Our Instagrams, our social medias look different. So on your well, I'm side into fashion, of social media, so it makes sense that the fashion you, people are praising okay. it. That's what I'm trying so to say. So this is this is proving my point here. On your I was never disproving your point. I was just trying to say that I think that our points are going to differ based crazed. off the fact that this isn't something that we experience or live. Yes, but I think that this person who's writing it is writing it from their bubble. They're right. Okay. They, 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 they themselves, they themselves, as you said, are an advocate for the LGBTQ community. I don't know if they themselves are gay or not. They are they're an advocate. Okay, so so they're gay. They're in the community and they're an advocate for the community. So everything that they take in on the internet is going to be about the community. So Kid Cudi doing something to represent the community, but not being in the community, is going to be praised on their social media in their network all month, right? But I look on my social media, I'm following mostly comedy pages and hip-hop pages. I'm not seeing that same response. I'm seeing a completely different response, right? So I think from this person's perspective, from the bubble they live in, they look at it like, yo, Kid Cudi's getting all this praise, but this gay person down the street just got beat up and killed last week for coming out the closet. This is bullshit. And I get the angle that they're going with it, but I think they're living in their own bubble. Okay. Because I think in real life, Kid Cudi would be dead down the street, too. I think they're just living in their own bubble. Kid, no, Cudi, okay. Kid Cudi has the protection to do this and go back to his lavish lifestyle. The kid from Texas who, who knows he's gay and wants to come out to his parents and start wearing dresses doesn't have the protection to do this. He's going to get killed. So I think it, 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 you got to look at this. It's, it's not equivalent. It's just not equivalent to it. I don't think it's equivalent. But we can agree to disagree. Okay. But speaking on that, actually, I remember um, Lakeith Stanfield, now that we're already in this vein, Lakeith Stanfield mentioned this about a couple weeks ago, about how um, black media is very negative and very trivial. And when he first mentioned it, I agreed with him. I wasn't coming on here to talk about it, though, but... I have noticed it. So I'm vaguely new to Instagram. Um, I got Instagram a few months ago. Like I said, I follow my interests on Instagram. I have like a workout page with dumbbells because I got a bunch of dumbbells and I only work out with dumbbells. So I follow that to get new like exercises. Um, I like a lot of comedic stuff. So it's usually like British comedy or like uh, minority Canadian comedy or usually black American comedy, to be honest. Um, yeah, I'm a comedy guy. And then outside of that, it's like, you know, the shows and the podcasts I watch and then like general hip hop esque things and probably six buzz in there is like a guilty pleasure sometimes, but it gets annoying with the local rappers that I just think are trash. But so long story short, I've been on social media for like, let's just say since, since the, since the new year, you would say? Since the, oh yeah, say yeah around then. Hey, before the new year. So I've had time to take it in. No, it was in the new year. 
in the name. Okay, so I've I've had time to take it in, and I agree with Lakeith Stanfield. <laughs> I never had Instagram before, so it was like I just I really just had Facebook. Like I'm not a social media guy, as people can see. So it's like I really just had Facebook, and that was it. Um, and Facebook is more of like, you know, 30 plus type of vibe. People just talk about their kids and their actual life. Well, Instagram is everybody's highlights and their bullshit. And I will say this, there is a difference between, um, black media and white media and the way that black media, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even put it, put it really on black media. I think I would put it on black culture. So I know that, um, Lakeith Stanfield was saying that black media is negative. I would say it's the culture because the cult, the media just follows the culture. The media, the media takes the stories that we want to hear, that we want to listen to, the perspectives that we are already putting out there in the culture, and they're just taking it off of someone's Instagram comments and like making it a headline, right? That's really what it is. So yeah. it's just like I think the culture is negative because like I see it though. I see, I see people constantly tearing down people. Um, it's like. I'm trying to think what I can say without without going left on this. There's not much that I could say without going left on this. I'm really trying not to go left on this. But um uh fuck. I- I'll say like it's it's um I think you if you compare like white Instagram, I guess what I would call it, or I wouldn't even say white Instagram. If you just compare black Instagram to like the other it's to regular Instagram, I should say. Let's put it that way. It's a vast difference, bro. It's a vast difference. Of course, because I follow a lot of black shit, I have many black Instagram pages I follow, so I'm absorbing black Instagram. Plus, I'm Caribbean, so I got the Caribbean Instagram shit, too. And it's very much like the same negative topics, the same negative conversations, the same low-vibration low conversations, the low vibration topics, the the judgment, the insecurity on display, the it's just the same bullshit. Like it's it's actually really pathetic. It's really bad. And I'm just like, and you see people feeding into the pool of it, and it's just like, like I said, right? Your, your, your thoughts mm-hmm. is is what you, it's what you digest all day, right? And I have to stop following some of these pages because I'm just like, yo, this shit is just negative all day long. And then I turn on like another side of Instagram that's not catered towards me as a person. And it's completely different. It's like outside of like the Bible quotes, the rest of black Instagram is just negative as shit. And I'm not really a religious person, but then I go to the other side of Instagram and it's like completely different. It's like, it's the, the, what people post, what people talk about the energy they decide to put out in the world, the conversations they're having, it's completely different. Now I'm not gonna go into the, the the details of it, obviously, but it's just completely different. But how do you feel about that? I would say between what I actually view on Instagram versus what you see is vastly different. Um, I follow I follow a lot of people. I follow people who are classified as influencers, content creators, bloggers, people who are YouTubers, people who own their own businesses. I follow this one this one black girl. She is completely based in STEM. So she does everything technology based. Like that's actually her company. Um, And she talks about like AI and all these different things. The majority of my Instagram is what would have been travel vloggers who are posting content about like where they've been, what they're up to, they're they're decorating, their garden. 
And then there's the side of the YouTubers and, and content creators and influencers that I follow that are black that kind of have the same um, outlook. Like they're talking about like, I just bought a new bag <laughs> or I just did this. When it comes to the negativity in when it comes to like black media itself, I, I would agree with that. It's always portrayed as something that's either, like either it's something that's just negative and it's like, like it's like, yeah, I would say it's hyper negative. It's very hypersexualized, and it's like compounded on top of each other. Like if it, it's not just one thing, it's like multiple layers, one after the other, after the other, after yeah. the other. And yeah. sometimes looking at it, it can be really exhausting. Cause you're just like, I don't want to see this anymore. I just want to see somebody frolic or somebody look at my garden. Like you sometimes just want to see like basic things. If that makes any sense. No, I, like, I never, I never thought that I would, I, I like plants. My you know, we're getting money. older, never, though. We're getting older. Yeah, that might like, be it. It's like when I was I actually, telling you, like, I'll drive through a neighborhood, and I'm like, I like that house. This yeah. neighborhood is nice. They got a good Well, school. I know I'm seriously older, adulting right? because I'm we're looking changing. into pots and pans that are durable so that I can just, you know, buy something that's going to last me 20 years instead of buying a mm -hmm. pan that I'm going to have to rebuy in five months because that will just make me mad. But it's it's very, very different. It's very different now. I'm not saying that you can't. I'm not saying that. Black media solely is negative. There are attributes of media in general that are negative. A lot of people like to say the news is just negative, but the things that were constantly perpetuated and built on, like built on, just seems like it's always exhausting. And that it's like, okay, either it's someone being like overtly, like being portrayed as overtly sexualized for absolutely like for no reason, um, or it's something to have to do with either someone fighting, someone being shot. Uh, like it's just it's just so much and yeah, it becomes exhausting so, yeah. on you because you're just like why is it that whenever I see people who resemble me or look like me these are the only things that I get to look at you, you know what it kind of is about about black um I don't want to blame black media because black no, media just that's follows what we follow right like, exactly like, but I'm not saying it's everybody not everybody no, no, not no, everyone no, that is like everybody. that it's just no, that we know it's not everybody. but the stuff There's that always... gets pushed to the top is always the negative yeah, and like I don't want to say it's black media because black media just does what we want them to do. Like we're the ones that made Love and Hip Hop popular. We're like when I was younger, never I used to love episode, the Flavor Flav show. That I've never so watched like, an episode. We made this shit popular, right? But I think, um, but you're right. I, I don't want to say that it's black media. Like I think, I think, it, I think it's more about the culture. But I, you know what I think it is. And like you said, it's not everybody. There's a lot yeah, of people that you can choose to follow who don't do this. But these people are always outliers. They're, they're never. Yeah. They're never like. They're never part of the majority. They're always the minority, right? Yeah. So I'm talking about the majority here. So if somebody comes on and says, well, it's not everybody, I fucking know. So I'll say this, though. I think I think when it comes to black media in general, and I said this about hip-hop weeks ago, right? Yeah. I think it's a young man's game. It's just a young man's game. And the same way I said that the majority of hip-hop is money, cash, holes, and as you get older... Like there's older records that talked about that that you you connect to still for like um for um um uh, what's what I'm looking for you connect for like nostalgia reasons. Mm -hmm. But like as I get older, like I don't want to hear that shit. Like I I I told, I told my boys the other day, like my boys the other day, like I went through my phone because I was taking off all the old music because I only wanted to have music from Apple so I could clean the space up on my phone. Right. And it's just like I had so first I downloaded all the albums of all the artists I like and then went through and ciphered through it. And it's like I've always said I was a J Cole fan. But to be honest, I think I kept a lot of J. Cole tracks, but out of J. Cole, Kendrick, and Drake, J. Cole, I kept the least amount of tracks. Mm -hmm. And it's because a lot of his tracks were very preachy, and at that time in my life, I well, I needed and wanted to hear that. But now I'm right. like, okay, I get the point. It's like, I'm going to move past it. I kept, a, I kept some Drake tracks, 
But the majority of the music that I kept out of those three artists was Kendrick Lamar. I literally probably only deleted like four tracks off of each of his albums and mixtapes going back to Overly Dedicated in Section 80. But when it came to, and it's because his music was about something that I related to then that I could still find profound and relate to now. But when it came to Drake and Jake Cole, it was either too preachy or just, you know, typical bullshit mm -hmm. that I kind of deleted like most of their catalogs. So it's like, and it just speaks to my point of, I think that a lot of black culture is very, it's very young minded. It's a young minded game, not only the music, but the culture. So like, I see what you were saying about how I go to, I go to other sides of Instagram and you can see people talking about buying houses and doing this and doing yeah. this and doing this. Right. And the reason why I think you don't see that a lot in black culture is I think it's not that it's not there. Right. The reason why you don't see it a lot in popular black culture, I should say, is I think cause it's, it's very young minded, right? It's a, it's, mm -hmm. it's a young, it's a, there's like an age limitation on black culture in a way. And then the moment that you get past like the age of 30, maybe 35, it's like, if you're religious, then you can go over here and stay in this side of black culture for the rest of your life. Cause it speaks to your religion. Right. But right. it's like, if, if, if you're very wealthy and successful, then you can go and stay in this elitist side of black culture that just talks down on the rest of black culture because they're not at their level and you can live in that lane. But if you're right. not elitist and you're not religious, then it's like, where do you go? There's like, nowhere where do you left. Fit? Like, yeah. Like if you're not an elitist asshole, and you're not religious, then there's really nowhere for you to go within black culture. There's no home. And then yeah, you kind of have right. to go and, and you kind of have to find interests and a home in outside of your culture. You know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say? No, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think, I think that's, that's kind of what it is though. But isn't but that so sad? Yeah, it is sad. I'm just saying that's sad. just sad. I just, I think, um, I think, I think, Okay, and I'm gonna use a very simple comparison to this. Okay, it's kind of like it's kind of like how rock was very a young man's game, right? It was live fast, die young. That was rock and yes. roll, right? Yeah. And then and then like the rock and roll in the '80s, late '70s, eight, late '70s and '80s. That rock and roll was so profound mm -hmm. that by the time I was growing up in the mid to late '90s, they had old school rock and roll stations that were dedicated to playing '70s and '80s rock. And to this day, they still got old school rock and roll stations who are dedicated to playing 70s and 80s rock. And the people who now relate to that are literally in their 50s and 60s, right? When I was growing up, they were in their 30s and 40s, right? But mm -hmm. those stations are still huge. That culture is still huge. When these people, when these, when these people like go and do and do performances, the crowd is packed with the with mostly old, but some young people too. And maybe it's a sense where the older crowd of black people who are not religious and not elitists who need another place to, to, to live in. Maybe mm -hmm. we have to create it for ourselves, right? The same way how they created these nostalgic rock stations and that's become I could agree a culture with that. for certain white people to live in there. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. yeah, I, I would agree. It's, it's, it's sad. It's sad, but it is what it is. I think a lot of black culture is very young, young faced. Very young. I could actually agree with that. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's very, very much young faced. But speaking on black culture, since we're jumping here, Kevin Samuels, okay? Now, let me just introduce um, Kevin Samuels here, okay? So, Kevin Samuels... Look at you Samuels, ready to laugh already. I got to. Kevin Samuels is the antithesis 
of Derek Jackson. So Derek Jackson, Tyler Perry, Steve Harvey, these guys, well, not, not, not Tyler Perry, but Derek Jackson, Steve Harvey, and for all essences, Tyler Perry, these guys all kind of um, created a following, not so much Tyler Perry, but they created a following online for kind of uh, pandering towards uh, insecurities, or to be more specific, the black black woman insecurities in America. They pandered towards them, right? It was a sense of like, even though you're broke and you have multiple kids, you deserve a rich guy. You should get a rich guy. You you shouldn't be working, even though we live in an economy that demands two household incomes to survive, right? It's not the 1950s anymore. But you mm-hmm. shouldn't be working. A man should be paying for all of that. Even if you have, even even if you're bringing in your old baggage and your old bullshit, a man should pay for that too. A man should finance your whole lifestyle. A man should buy you a car. A man should do this. And mind you, these are very much rich men talking about stuff that is normalized to them. And the problem is, and we said this before, because a lot of a lot of black culture and black people are very media literate and they're very impressionable and malleable. They they suck into it. So then you have black people in real everyday life who are not rich, who don't live this type of lifestyle but who are sucking themselves into it, who are now saying like, okay, I need to find a man who's like this. Even though I have no connections to these men, I I don't live in these areas. I don't have a house in these neighborhoods. I'm not, I'm not working in these areas. I'm not at these networking parties. But then social media over Instagram has allowed you to reach these type of men because you can just, inst- you can message them, right? And then you have the yeah. whole sugar daddy culture. But I think that the same way how Derek Jackson and Steve Harvey, um, appeal to the black woman insecurity in that way i think over time and i've spoken about this before you start to see a culture get created where you started to see very much like these egotistical characters of black women appear on social media who are on youtube and podcast and instagram who started to have these large followings where everything was i deserve this and i deserve this and i'm a queen and i understand the elements of that and how that can be good for a group of people who have been put down but i think that over time with with anything you you then lose the essence right i think that over time with anything being done i think after that what starts to happen is now you're at a point where you have regular black girls like 17 years old talking about you got to have money, right? And th- there's a disconnect, right? There's a disconnect. Mm-hmm. There's a disconnect between the era of women who created Waiting to Exhale, for example, and the era of women who absorbed it 10 years later. There's just a disconnect in there, right? And I think a lot of this was started because of the Steve Harvey and the Derek Jacksons telling you that, like, you can have this, 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 despite whatever situation you might be in. And long story short, I feel like I'm rambling here, is that and after after all the bullshit at the fan and after a lot of men just got tired of seeing, like, kept women or women who don't work or these, like, women who just feel like because they have an ass and titties and they look good that they can get any man they want and are on social media saying that you have to be on their level but... All they do is hold dicks and take pictures. Like, I think a lot of men got tired of the bullshit. And I think when, what's his name? When Kevin Samuels came along, I think it was a breath of fresh air. Kevin Samuels was the man who was coming out there. He was successful himself, but he wasn't pandering to his success to these women, saying, look, I'm successful, get a man like me. No, he was more like... What you guys are saying is unrealistic. And he would bring these women on and they would challenge him. And he would ask them, he's like, okay, you want a guy that makes six figures. Why do you feel this way? And they were like, oh, I feel this way because I'm making good money and I'm independent. And he goes, well, how are you independent? Oh, well, I make 50K. 
okay, so you just having a job is independent? Like, is you, and they're like, oh, but I went to school and I have a degree. Okay, so anyone that gets a degree and that has a job is now this, well, you're independent, yes, but like, you're now this? Like, that means everyone that has a degree that has a job can ask for this. And he, he started to make sense of it, where he was kind of like, you make 50K, why should you get a man that makes 200K, 500K, 600K? Like, why should you get that? You want a man to be six foot five and diesel and work out every day. And he would ask them, like, how, how short are you? How, how, how much do you weigh? You, you, you look like Mampi. Why should you deserve this? Right. And he would kind of go through and like there was a comedy to it because a, a lot of a lot of men, especially, were just tired of the bullshit. And then we started seeing Epicate in real life. So we were just tired. Like I told you, before I met you, I went on dates and girls yep. would be like, it's like, marry me in two years. But I don't even know you. You, 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 like, you have to make this much money. You have to take care of me. Like, what? I'd be at work and I would hear women who have great jobs who are making 120K tell me, as soon as I find a man that makes 500, I'm out the door. I'm never coming back. And I'm just like, but you're going to be controlled by that man. Anybody you let take care of you financially will eventually control you. Oh, I don't give a shit. So you, you're, you're not some girl working in the mall. You're making enough money. You have your own property. You can write your own ticket. But you want to submit yourself to somebody you don't have to. You know what I mean? And I think, yeah. I think part of that I hated because you had men like, um, like Steve Harvey and Derek Jackson telling these women that they should submit. And this is what men want. And they're vaguely speaking for themselves. And then you meet men in real life and they're like, no, I just want to. I just want a partner. You don't have to submit to me. What the fuck is this, right? But but again, what I'm saying is I like Kevin Samuels. He came out and he was against, he was basically speaking common sense back into like society or black culture because it's what it's about, right? Mm-hmm. And then I used to watch his clips and I started thinking that maybe this guy is an asshole because of the, the tone he takes with this type of shit, right? I, didn't, I wasn't really a fan of it. Okay. And then he did an interview on Joe Budden. But for people who don't know, let me play a little clip of Kevin Samuel so I can remind you here. Give me a second here. I've only heard his clips because you sent me the clips. It's not just him. Towards me, it's towards women because men have no place at all to say how women should and should not We have every place. We built the goddamn world you live in. No, you didn't. I'm going to say is built by men. I'm gonna say so, nobody made this about men or women. Not get paid. This, this is what, this I stay here. So this is what tends to happen when, whether it's OnlyFans, TikTok, Instagram, and, and when women can't handle it, they leave. This is the point. You, this is about business. Business isn't offensive, but when people in their lack of knowledge gets exposed, they get offended. They call themselves experts and business owners and everything else. You're sh online strippers. Would make a little bit of money. Congratulations. I'm good with escorts. I'm good with strippers. But when someone like Hafiz or myself tries to sit down and talk to you about your level of ignorance, you're offended. Your ignorance is what offends you. It's offensive to me that you're going to try to make this about men and sexism. Offended. And it this is what the world has done. It's got little pampered princesses who can get online, make some money, and think that they're on the same level as men who built this world, and they are not. That's what you just saw them leave because they can't go get onto Wall Street, Main Street, anywhere, into a bank, into anybody's business to be taken seriously with their so-called business plan or their go-to-market strategy. You're taking what the world has given you, your creator has given you, and you put it online. Thank men for building the internet, the computers, the smartphone, and everything else that allows you to sit up in your luxury apartment. Okay, now hold on, Brittany. I know you're about to go in. Hold on. Let me get some of my checks. Let me get some of my checks, okay? That's what I want to say. 
Okay. And I want to say this very accurately. Mm -hmm. If he kept out at the beginning and at the end where he said, if he kept out the comparisons to this is the world that men built and this is what men built and you should be happy that men did this. If he just kept out those man parts, everything he said is fucking factual. Mind you, from a logical standpoint, and I'm not trying to be sexist here. I'm just saying from a logical standpoint, he is hypothetically right. But the way that he said it, and this is always my issue with him, it's the way that he says things. I find that what he says is correct, but I find it's the way that he says it that pisses me off. And that's why I can't get down with him because he's no different than Steve Harvey or the other ones because it's the delivery of it, right? Now, if he just kept out the man built this and you should be happy because men did this, this, and this, and this, kept that shit out, kept that, took that shit all the way out. Everything else is facts. Because what he's saying is true. In the Joe Budden interview, and hold on, I'm just one point. In the Joe mm-hmm. Budden interview, he made a good point where he talked about, I think it was Joe Budden or something else I watched, where he was talking about, like, we've created this culture where it reminds me of girls who are young or kids, toddlers who are young, who don't get what they want. And then they don't understand that they can't get what they want because of other reasons. So they just start whining. So he said, we've created this culture of these women who have little to no education who have little to no prospects outside of the way they look, who have no value outside of the way they look. And then they use the way they look to get up on television or whatever, social media, and complain about how I want this and I want this man and I want him to buy me this and I want him to buy me this. And if he doesn't do that, then he's not a real man. And their only contribution to society is being online strippers. All of that is factual. And all of that is what people are fucking tired of seeing. So people people like him because he's G-checking the bullshit and bringing common sense back. If he just kept that man part out, and like I said, no one's perfect, right? Everybody has an ignorance, and that's his ignorance. I listened to the whole Joe Budden interview for a whole two hours, and every time he talked about manhood, it, it lost me completely. But every time he just shut up about comparing manhood to femininity and trying to reinforce patriarchy, if he just when, when he's not doing that, he's beautiful. I know you're going to go on, so go on. What I think is interesting is that you think you get offended when he talks about that. Mm. I know you do. I just wanted to clear the space for you. So, okay, here's the thing. First off, as I have said before, probably numerous times at this point, the only reason that men got to build this country is because women didn't have any goddamn rights. Facts. That's the only reason that men had to do everything because women weren't allowed to do anything except to have children, potentially be a secretary, a nurse, or like a a school teacher. All facts. Majority of the time, she was a homemaker. Women weren't even allowed to have a goddamn bank account. Okay. So you you what 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 contribution are you giving to society if literally you can't you couldn't vote, you couldn't have a bank account, you couldn't even get a real job, you couldn't even get a proper education. Most of the time when girls, women went to school, they had home ec classes to teach you how to correctly make a dinner and entertain your husband's husband's boss. Okay. No, that's not that's no. You're you're speaking facts. No. So, so how, let's how just clear you, that out. Here's so the thing, you, though. So you must be mad about the woman now who want to reinforce and go back to that standpoint. Yes. Why would I ever want to give up the rights that women had to fight so goddamn hard for, especially when you're black? Why would I, why, why would I want to give that up? For comfort, because I want to be taken I don't care. care of. Comfort your damn self. My favorite thing every time I have shared this quote numerous times, International Women's Day is my favorite quote, one from Cher. 
when Cher says, her mom said to her, Cher, you need to marry a rich man. And she looked at her mom and she says, no, mom, I am the rich man. Why the hell can't you take care of your damn self? You can be in a partnership with a man and him be successful and you be successful. And then you come together and blossom more success. You know it's not supposed to be one-sided. No, I don't want to know why. Cause I am not done. Furthermore, aggravates me of how much women have fought for for other women for us to have what we have now and they're like but i want to be taking care go shut up just go shut up don't talk just go sit in a corner yes baby's gonna sit in a corner because you're an idiot there are too many things that women have fought for that have been taken from us that we have been stripped of to be able where we're still fighting for the for the for the for the pay gap and it's even worse for black women and women of color, the pay gap is even broader. <laughs> okay. Not the OnlyFans. Okay. No, is even is even broader. Now here's the thing. Even though I do not like this man's delivery, and if I had my way, I would slap him upside his head and be like, "You first off need to get a motherfucking grip." Okay. Get a grip. I don't disagree with the fact of when he says that. Yes, these women are when they get upset, when they are put into a space where they may not necessarily actually have the education or intelligence to be able to keep up. Because when the girl, because here's the thing, if, if he's going to say something like that, the way that he did in that clip, don't get up and walk out. You're, you're, suppo you're supposed to be like, okay, this is what you wanted to do. You're supposed to then, okay, you're supposed to line up your facts and come back over and over and over again with your point. I'm not saying to fight him, but I'm saying, okay, you want to have this discussion? Let's do this. And then you go and you go and you go. You're supposed to actually know what you're talking about. You don't just get up and walk out of the room because uh, ironically enough, you getting up and walking out, walking out proves his point that you actually can't handle the criticism, that you can't have the conversation. It proves his point. By no means am I saying that, listen, the women who are the juggernauts in, in the social media, women are the juggernauts in social media when it comes to making money. Women are some of the highest paid in the social media sphere. When it comes to influencers, content creators, it is women. They're they literally on top. Women make the most money in these industries. I'm not saying that they don't have a business savvy. But when he said that comment, instead of her sitting down and saying, I'm going to disagree with your point and I'm going to prove why I'm right, she walked out. And I think somebody else to walked out too. That's what I'm trying to get at. You actually have to be able to have not only it's it's not even necessarily an argument. It is I like to call it an intense discussion because both of you need to have valid points with something to back up that point with, and then another point to back it up again, so that you can solidify what you're saying. But if your whole well, okay, unfortunately, I, I but no, no, this. hold on. What I'm saying is, unfortunately, because of them walking out, they actually proved his goddamn point, which pissed me off even more. See, and this is the thing. And my, my brother-in-law said this too. And like, I would like to see, even though I like, I think everything Kevin Samuels says is 100, percent except for when he jumps into his ego. There's man no reason man. for him to talk about men. But, he, but he, it's would, like he's forgetting that men have had an advantage I, forever. I agree with you. I would like to see him talk. That was my best Thanos voice. I would like him see. I would like to see him talk to an actual educated woman who didn't get educated to get her MRS. If people went to university in my era, they know what their MRS is. It's the woman who go to school to get educated to get a man. There are women who I've seen go to law school and medical school, pay thousands of dollars to get educated just to get a man, and then once they get married, stay at home and never use their law degree or medical degree. So, I would like to see him talk to a woman who 
is educated, who did not go to school to get her... But is also successful in her own right. And uh, a little bit more. Who is successful in her own right, but is not egotistical. Because I've met right. women who are successful. No, I mean somebody who like has been able to so go to school and be successful and articulate themselves and in that type of conversation so they I'm can saying. actually prove this thing. So I don't I, like I disagree with you. I agree with that. I, I feel like the woman that he and mind you, it's not that he engages with actually. The woman who choose to engage with him are That's either true. two types of women. They're always the women who literally take off their clothes for a living for likes and some promotional money, or they're women who have their own companies and their own success, but still think that they're God's gift to men and they're entitled to whatever they want despite the way they looked. In the Joe Budden interview, he brought up a lot of these points. He's like, can you imagine if men said the things that women said? Like, men, men can't even say, I don't like any big girls. And we're gonna touch on this in a minute. Men can't even say, I want a girl who looks like this or looks like that, not publicly. But women have had these public forums for since the 90s, actually, talking about what, what they want the man to be like, the type of man they want, whatever it is. It reminds me of, remember when I told you I was having that conversation um, with with two girls who were on my writing staff with me, and where I was at their place, and we were, we were doing a meeting because we were writing for the script. And it was them two and their roommate, and they were going off and off about like about how niggas ain't shit, and they were talking more in a sexual manner about how like oh this nigga this this nigga that, and I was listening to them, and I wasn't saying nothing. They're like, "What do you think?" And I had to ask them a question. I was like, "Let me ask you guys a question. Do you think that there is a such thing as bad pussy?" And these girls were like, "What do you mean?" And I'm like, "Do you think there is a such thing as bad pussy?" And then they were just like, "No, no." And I was, I was like, what do you mean? Do you think that all pussy is good because men come? And then they're just like, well, yeah. And it's funny because women have had sex in the city, girlfriends. There's been talk shows, major TV shows since the 90s, women forums, the view, the talk, the real, dedicated to sitting there with a bunch of women talking to other women about men, what, what, what they like about men, what they dislike about men, and men and women have taken the idea of some other women. I've never really seen a show about men talking about what they think about women or whatever the case is. So because we were talking about sex, I was like, you really don't think there's anything as bad pussy? And they're like, no, I don't think there's anything as bad pussy. And I was like, really? And they, they were like, the fact that I even brought up the conversation, they were like so outstanding by it. And I was just like, really? And then, and then I'm just like, I was trying to explain to them, there's a difference between if a man comes and he came. And they're like, okay. And I was like, I was like, you guys are going on and on about all this and I'm entertaining it because that's whatever. It ain't about me. So I'm entertaining it. But then I sat there and I was just like, like, most pussy is trash, bro. And they were just like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And I had to go on and I had to be like, yo, real shit. I'm like, I'm like, 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 I'm not going to go into theoretical details here, but it's just like, most pussy is trash. Like, like, like it's, it's starfish. It's, it's not good. It, it's just, it's just trash, bro. But like, I feel like men have developed a culture where men feel like they're not allowed to complain. And it's the way that we're raised. Men are raised not to complain. Men are raised, men are raised to accept what's given to them and just go out. Like men are literally raised to go out in the world and create their own destiny. And whatever happens, they have to accept it. And when it comes to sex, especially at a young age, men are thought of, well, you should be happy or even here. So don't complain, right? And then I'm sitting here and I'm like, Bro, half, like, 90% of this pussy is trash, bro. It's fucking trash. Like, and it's not their fault it's trash. Sometimes it's trash because sometimes the girl's attractive and a nigga never came along and told her, like, yo, do this, flip this, turn this, do this. 
So, so now she just doesn't know it's trash because no one ever came along and told her that it was trash because niggas were just happy to be there, right? But, and when I said that to them, it's like their whole mind just got blown and they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, most of this pussy is trash. I'm being honest with you. Like, like it just, men will talk about this amongst each other, but we just ain't saying this outside of the box because it's it's taboo for women to disrespect men, right? Those who have the, the, the little can disrespect those who have the most. The same way it's it's okay for for like a skinny girl to disrespect a fat girl. I'm oh, sorry, a fat girl disrespect a skinny girl. But if you flip it the other way around, men can't say that shit about women, bro. So that's why I think people back Kevin Samuels because he says the shit that other men are like, I can't say that. I'd lose my wife. I'd lose my life. I'd lose my job. I can't say none of that shit this nigga says. So I'm just going to post his status the way that post it to be like, this is what I really want to say, but can't say it. So I'm posting it on the internet so people can see my thoughts, but they can't say that shit. It's the same thing that racist white people do when they want to talk about black people. They post Candace Owens. Post. Like, that's that's the concept, right? But they had no clue that there was bad pussy. And I sat there and I was like, you guys have grown up in a bubble. Like, you guys have, you guys have always had to, you guys have always had conversations about the other, but never had conversations about yourself. And I don't think you ever will. And mind you, I'm I'm not supporting this guy on everything he does. Like like I said, he's the opposite of Derek Jackson. Right? He's just the other side of the shit. I think that I don't like his delivery, but I'm perfectly fine with everything he says. I just don't like the way he delivers it. But it's fine, right? It is what it is. Um, I'm kind of glad he schooled these girls. I'm not going to lie. I didn't like the words he used, but I'm glad he schooled the girls. And when he was on Joe Budden, everything he said was was just A1. There was a few yeah, stuff. He needs to I was stop like, bringing Man. up the fact about men this and men are great and that we did that. No, that's Outside unnecessary. That. And it's Outside unneeded. It's not It's not yeah. necessary at all. It's actually very, 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 it has full of patriarchy and it's sexist as shit. That's where he loses me. When, when he gets into the patriarchy ego bag, he loses me. But outside of that, the points that he makes are all A1. But it's just when he gets into that bag, he loses me. I wish he didn't do that, but can't pick him, right? I just don't like the way that he talks. He aggravates me. I, I could, but you also hate the Instagram things. You hate those things as well. So in a way, it's like you finally get someone who's clowning the Instagram things because you're one of the only girls I know who hates that shit. But then, yeah, but then he makes it all about men and how men that we should be proud that men built that's, it. That's what Fuck I'm getting. No. That's what I'm getting. It's a double edged sword. It's a double edged sword for you. It's a double edged sword for you. Bullshit. Okay, I want to talk about something interesting now. Well, something that I found interesting that I didn't realize. So I woke up. When did I wake up? <laughs> I woke up today, obviously. Um, the other day, not is it yesterday or the day before yesterday? I think it was either. I think it was Friday morning. I woke up and I found out that Lizzo tried to shoot her shot at Captain America, Chris Evans. I'm so, going to get it on this first because if I say so, something, I only knew that she tried to do this because it was all, it was all over Twitter and like actual news about Lizzo in this. So I just was like, all right. So apparently she posted on her TikTok doing a lip a lip sync about like a song that she lip synced that was for Chris Evans, it, and she was singing about it. And it's like the reason I'm upset about this one is because I know I'm not going to be able to marry him. And honestly, it hurts me to the core. Lizzo lip syncs this, and then it follows up with because damn Papa, he a rare breed. No comparing like Chris. So then it follows up with don't drink and DM kids for legal <laughs> purposes. This is a joke. Like it was whatever. So a day later, Lizzo then comes back onto her TikTok and shares like a video showing that Evans um, 
had followed her on Instagram and actually responded to the message that she sent him, which was the drunk like DM trying to shoot her shot. And it said, no shame in a drunk DM. Uh, God knows I've done worse on this app, LOL. Now, for anyone who doesn't know, Chris Evans back in 2020 accidentally shared like a nude video or photo on his Instagram stories that he then quickly deleted. But a lot of people did see it and tried to screenshot it, obviously. So he doesn't outright turn her down. He just politely says, no shame. I've done worse. So I was telling Justin this on the phone and I was just like, I don't really understand why she shared the response because to me instantly when I saw that she shared her, his response, I was like, I feel like you're sharing the response because you want the attention that Chris Evans has responded back to you. And on top of that, I also think that you are sharing it in a way that also seems like you're trying to, what are you doing? Trying, I'm just figuring how you didn't know why she shared the response, but I'll entertain the bullshit. Let me finish. So what was I saying? I forgot what I was saying. I forgot what I was saying. You were explaining, was, you was explaining what Chris Evans was saying about. No, I was talking about the, the reaction. Anyway, like I, what, I didn't even know what I first said. Now I've totally forgotten. Stop making faces because I forgot. So, like I said, I thought that she shared the response at first to get attention, which I think I've already said. And then I also think that she shared the response, not only for attention, but also kind of like in a way to kind of put it out there that he responded to kind of continue that bullshit and to maybe get more of a reaction out of him, almost like trying to like force him to engage. That's just the way that I took it because I found it unnecessary. I found it unnecessary to actually share what his response was. Um, then Justin told me on the phone that, oh, like she's done this before. I didn't know that Lizzo apparently shoots her shot all the time in DMs. I had no idea because I, first off, full disclosure, I don't like any Lizzo music. I don't, I don't, I'm not particularly fond of her. I don't, I don't care for it. Um, and I kind of just sat there and I thought to myself, this is probably going to sound really harsh, but has she seen who Chris Evans has dated? Like, has she seen the woman that he picked? He used to date the girl who um, uh, was the voice. She's no longer the voice of the black character from Big Mouth. The little girl. Can't remember her name. He used to date her. I thought Rudolph did the voice for that girl. No, that's the other. That's the other. No, 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 no. The the character, Jen, Jenny Slate. That's her name. Jenny Slate used to voice that character on Big Mouth. And then she released a statement saying she was stepping back and she should not be voicing like a black character. She's because she's white. Um, yeah, he dated her and he's dated other women in the past who it's pretty obvious what his type is. Like, I'm not really sure if this really was a joke because after it being explained to me that she has done this numerous times in the past and pretty much just received rejection across the board. I don't really know why she keeps doing it. Side note, um, apparently Chet Hanks has tried to shoot his shot with Lizzo because it's hot as white boy summer or whatever it is. I just thought that was funny. I can't stand him either. It's hard to believe that he is Tom Hanks' son because you got Tom Hanks and then you got him. Uh, I don't know where I should begin, but I'll try. So Begin wherever you wish. Uh, Chet Hanks is a class. But I do enjoy the entertainment from a Caribbean standpoint. It is you got to admit, it's kind of funny that he's calling it white boy summer. I, I enjoy the entertainment. That's funny. I do. I do. Even though he's annoying. I don't think Chet Hanks wanted to fuck Lizzo. I think there's plenty of. He's black using girls. what's happening with no, her I know, and her I know, nonsense I know, I know, to catapult them. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I, there's plenty of black girls who want to fuck Chet Hanks, and I don't know. Why. It's just the way it, it is. Like right? We 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 have a we have a culture where 
as soon as a white person who is not of our culture puts on an attitude and a costume and pretends to be of our culture, we immediately find them attractive. Black men. Ted Hanks is highly offensive. We do this all the time. But he's very disgusting. I'm just saying that he's highly offensive and he's disgusting. Black men did this with Iggy Azalea. We did this with Gwen Stefani. Black women will do this with the white chocolate St. Lucian guy. Now it's Chet Hanks. So like the majority of black girls I know think Chet Hanks is hot because the moment that you're a white guy and you say, I like black women, as long as you're not completely decrepit, all of a sudden black women are like, so we already know what it is, right? It is, this happens all the time. We know this, right? And I understand the reasons why it's because you're going to a minority culture that feels like they're often not appreciated. So when you do appreciate them, they overcompensate and jump out of joy, like whoopie, like, like like the fat black bitch in the church, right? Clapping the hands. I get it. I get the concept of it. Now, let me jump on to this Lizzo shit. To be honest, when I first heard of Lizzo, I didn't really know Lizzo was like a singer. So Lizzo to me, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful, Lizzo to me sounds like a Glee singer. Like whenever I hear Lizzo's music, it sounds like the music, I used to watch Glee. It sounds like the music that used to be in Glee. Like, it's the very much, like, somebody's sing Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I watched Glee. Yeah. Like, it's very much Glee music. Like, I feel like... So feel campy like is what you're trying perform, to say. Yeah, I feel like you can perform Lizzo's music on a the- theatrical stage to a crowd because it's very much, like, animated. Kind of the way Missy and Busta were, but a little bit worse. But Miss, a little bit wor- worse. And I'm saying Missy and Busta were good. Worse. Thank what? you. I was like, Missy and Busta oh, are, no, ma- are amazing. Saying, Lizzo is, like... I, I agree with you. She's not Missy even a watered-down version of that. Misty and Buster in a certain level with the animation on their music. I just feel like Lizzo doesn't sound like she can sing. She doesn't sound like she can rap. She, she sounds, sounds like she's like she yelling. She follows the melody and does a glee performance. That's what I always... She's, I think, sounds I like she's, she's yelling. Yeah. Now, I know Lizzo is all on this big girl positivity thing, and I have nothing against that. I think everybody should be positive and feel happy for who they are. Um... I think I've talked about this before. I I'm not really. I will agree with that. Body positivity is always a thing. I'm not saying anything against that. I'm just saying that I think it's weird to try and hit on somebody who obvious their obvious type is not you. That's just more embarrassing for you when they turn you down. That also can. That's all. But like it's just, and she also shared it publicly. Okay, this is the thing. This is the thing. I'm not gonna really share my thoughts on Lizzo because I'm sure everybody knows where where I stand on Lizzo anyway. We talked. It's because we talked about this before briefly. No, no, no. I'm just okay. This is my thing about Lizzo. This is my thing about Lizzo. Lizzo. Lizzo is the big girl in high school. Mm-hmm. Chills with all the popular skinny girls. Okay. Who thinks that she's popular, but really has just become their mascot. And she just. Oh, wow. That's a sad reference and so true at the same you time. You know, it's true, right? So yeah, she yeah, thinks yeah. that she's popular, but she's really just become their mascot. She shows up in school in these wacky outfits and she tries to make herself seem overly sexy, but really she just looks ratchet. And. Lizzo, because of that overwhelming confidence, Lizzo also feels like she can just jump in anyone's DMs, whether they have a girl or not, doesn't matter. And because of her overwhelming arrogance, she thinks that these men are supposed to like her. Now, back in the day, Lizzo would have got disrespected. But because of the climate we live in, men, as I said before, men have a hard time saying the truth about these things when it comes to women because, you know, those that have a lot, can't say about those that have a a little less than them. That's how it works, right? So at that same time, men are not going to respond back to Lizzo with any disrespect. They're either going to accept it and keep it moving, or they're going to respond back and say, like, kind of like what he did, like a little pet move, 
tapping her on the head like, okay. I yeah, where he was that. like, oh, no, no like, harm in a drunk DM. Like, God knows I've done far worse. Him saying that is. alone was his rejection, because but without actually he, rejecting her. If he says, listen, I do not like you. I'm not attracted to you. You can clearly see by the woman I've dated, you're not my type. The woman I've dated are 100 pounds less. He will lose that Disney deal. He will lose that Marvel deal. He will be a wrap overnight. Yeah. He cannot do that. So he has to kind of like, I wouldn't be shocked if they did a Saturday Night Live together in like a couple months from now. But you don't find it weird that the entitlement, though, that comes with that, just because you're who you are, doesn't mean that everybody has to like you. It's not even just because who you are. It's not just because who you are. I just think we live in a generation where... But I think that she thinks that because she's famous and he's famous that it makes sense because you know how... Like, I think that's also where it comes from because because of how she feels. I, I think it just comes from the fact that we live in a generation that girls, especially big girls are now creating a claim for themselves and you are not allowed to talk against them or say anything. I'm not saying that, but you have to admit that because of the fact that she's a celebrity and he's a celebrity, she obviously thinks that like, if I do it, it's fine because we're both in the, she, she's assuming they're both the same caliber. Yes. Yes. But even in real life, life, I don't think a man would say anything back. I don't think so either, but because because I'm talking about them specifically, that's why I'm not talking about real life. I'm just saying that in particular. I I agree with you. I agree with you. I actually feel like Lizzo is embarrassing to herself because like when Lizzo, when Lizzo's doing a performance and she wants to dance half naked and have the jelly rolls out, whatever, I really don't care. It's not bothering me because I'm not watching it. Um, When Lizzo wants to go on a body positivity, I'm all for it. But I think that Lizzo is promoting herself as like, this is me. I just, and a lot of people have said this, you said this already. I just think that she needs to worry about her health a little bit. But when, when Lizzo is, jumping into guys dms and offering up sex as a joke or maybe not and basically kind of being like a thirst bag but the female version we've seen this in men before Mm -hmm. but just like the female just thirst troll you know what i mean like you're just waiting for dick lizzo makes herself look thirsty bro and i feel like there might have been a man who might have been interested and now he's kind of like like lizzo makes herself look thirsty like like Sahara Desert Thirsty. Like it looks. Ah, like- you stole my line. <laughs> you stole my line. I'm sorry, but she makes herself look thirsty. Like it, she sees she's really big. She's yeah, really, she really, 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 really big. I like, think that's why I was just like, this is not even cute. Like it's not cute. Like nothing Lizzo does is cute because like then there's moments where like she was at the basketball game where there's kids around and she starts twerking like. No, that was when she wore the thing I and think- she it had no it had no yes, butt. Yes, yes, yes. And I think this is the problem. This is the problem. This is the problem. Nobody around Lizzo cares enough about her to tell her that she looks stupid. And nobody online can tell her she looks stupid because, again, you can't say anything. Like, I, I saw a picture of her and Beyonce, and I'm pretty sure Beyonce wants to tell her, like, yo, just relax. But you can't. Nobody can say that anymore. So because we can't say that, Lizzo has become the circus in and of herself for the rest of us to watch. And she doesn't know it. That's why I said Lizzo is the big girl who hangs around the skinny girls in high school and thinks that she's popular, but really she's the mascot of the crew. You know what also is sad? She's, Lizzo she's is her more own worst known, enemy. She's actually more known for her antics and her actual music. I don't even and know And the funny song. thing is when you're, neither do I, but when you're an artist, I would hope that you would hope that people actually know your music and can correlate towards that instead of you, instead of people knowing you for that. Like that's, 
don't know. Lizzo, That's the way Lizzo, that I would feel. Lizzo, like you work Lizzo. so hard to be able to get to the status where you're releasing albums and working with people. And instead of people recognizing that part of you that is supposed to be the talent, instead of like, yo, did you see what she did in so-and-so's DMs? Like that's now, what she's being. Now hear me when I'm sad. saying this. I'm, I'm not comparing the two artists, but Lizzo has very much the same career. How should I say this? Lizzo has very much a similar career to Azalea Banks. Now, Lizzo is much more of a bigger artist than Azalea Banks. Lizzo actually has music that she puts out. But both of those artists are known off their antics and the yeah. things that they'd say and less about the music outside of the general fan base that knows them. Yeah, agreed. But very much very similar. I, Azalea Banks is a little bit left, so I'm not comparing it to Lizzo, but like... They're very much similar in that. But I think Lizzo Lizzo has made herself the mascot. She's a mascot for herself. She become she doesn't realize that the joke is her yet. She doesn't get yeah. that yet. She she doesn't get it. And I feel bad for Lizzo. I really, really do. I mean all 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 jokes and shits inside. I feel bad for Lizzo. Like she did this to an NBA player. She does this to a few people already. It's not the first person it was, but isn't one of the NBA she, players dating Jordan Jordan Woods? I don't even know the nigga name, but yes, there is a nigga dating. Drew. I know her name. I know that she's dating NBA. Yeah, I don't go to Woods too. But um, I just, I don't know, man. I just think that this is who Lizzo has become. Like she's, she's, she's just a thirst bag. Yes, yeah, funny. Be, I would gonna... rather, from if I was her, I'd rather be known for my music and the fact that I'm a, a body positive activist and a person who's trying to promote that over that crap. I don't think Lizzo's music is good. I no, I, I never said it is. I've heard I, I heard a part of a Lizzo song and I turned it off because I could not stand it. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that you you get to the point of where you get signed. You are ma- you're making music. She, I think Missy Elliott was on a song with her. Like mm-hmm. you are actually creating something. I would rather be known for the fact of that and my activism, be it about body positivity and helping that reinforcement, or like if some like if you're going to be that kind of activist, I would rather be known for those things and being known as a thirst bag. But I don't because think that, that because that that actually completely glazes over everything that she's done. I agree with you. I agree with you. But just on her music side, and I, I've heard a few songs. I'm not really a fan, but I've literally I heard like forty seconds of one. Anything. I feel like Lizzo's music reminds me of like it reminds me of the pop music we had when we were kids, like like the early two thousand pop music. I'm not even talking about Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. I was gonna I'm say Spice Girls, where the songs didn't make sense. I'm talking about Spice Girls. I'm talking Love about Spice Girls still. um. The I'm a Barbie girl. I'm talking about I'm blue. Oh, Baba yeah, Dee, Baba yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like that era, that umbop shit. Like I feel like Lizzo's music. When you listen to it, there's no topic. There's no. There's nothing. It's just. It's just like she just rhymes no words together. Like I, I feel like the only topics that I've heard her talk about is like she'll mention stuff like, oh, uh, a man got to do this or he got to. You know what I mean? But outside yeah. of that, it's, just, it's very much like blue, green, red, yellow. Like it's just. It's not about anything. I just I, I feel like her music is solely for entertainment and she's made herself solely for entertainment. Agreed. And you know what else is just solely for entertainment? Fast and the Furious franchise. Oh my god, it's funny. <laughs> I knew you're gonna hate that. I'm solely for entertainment, doing death-defying stunts that I don't even think could be real I without have to CGI. See shit that it's not real. A man driving straight, putting his car in reverse and it automatically switches without stopping. Best effects ever. <laughs> Makes you think a man you can drive jumping like off that. a cliff. Yeah, man. Hundreds of miles in the air, landing yep. with the car, yep. and the car suspension doesn't crush, but yet yep. the car lands and the wheels just keep going. Yep. Why not? Why the hell not? 
entertainment at its finest. Why we're bringing this up, F9 released the trailer. The movie was supposed to come out last year. Now it's coming out this year for this summer because we know that all the What's fast the movies come out this summer. Now? Are they oh, still family? Oh, oh is okay. Disrespect the, the family. Oh, it's, is, oh, you know who's back? back? You know who? You know, of course, Tyrese is back. You know who else is back? Tyrese. Charlize Theron. I love that bitch. I love Charlize. I think I think she's such like a tall glamazon goddess. I love her. She's a great actor. So I was so surprised when she ended up in the Fast franchise. Also, Dame Helen Mirren is back in Fast. <laughs> I love me uh, Helen Mirren. I love that woman. Tokyo Drift. Helen Mirren. I don't know who that is. She. I don't know. Remember, is. she plays the mom, the old British mom. Remember, in the two brothers who try to kill Dom. Kind wow. I'm sorry. This anyway, is, Helen Mirren's oh a God. bad bitch. Love her. She was she's she's the assassin in red with Bruce Willis. The oh, can I tell Helen Mirren, Dame Helen Mirren. Anyway, <laughs> I'm like, you're missing it. Anyway, the movie is pretty much it picks up. You're coming in. We find out that Dom apparently has a brother who's being played by John Cena. How much family does this, this guy whole have? Time, like, I'm not gonna like lie, this whole time I only thought it was him and his sister. I'm like, he has a brother. Anyway, the brother is so him and his sister both look Latino, but John Cena looks pasty white. Yeah, I guess this this is not about continuity. Go ahead. Anyway, so what it is, he 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 plays his brother, and I think he plays his. I don't know if he's his little brother or older brother. I don't know what type of brother it is, but it's his brother. And the whole thing is, is that he says to Dom in the the preview. Oh, you know, you make it all about family and now you're in my world. And it looks like he's working with Charlize Theron's character. There is a segment where they show like a video of what would be quote unquote Brian, which is Paul Walker's character with his kids. But here's the thing. Brian's not in it with the children, but his wife, who's Dom's sister is. So I'm wondering how they're going to tie in the fact that she leaves the family to go and run around the world and drive cars fast with Brian staying home with the children um the preview at best is hilarious we see the fabulous michelle rodriguez she fights with like a samurai sword at one point i'm into it i love watching strong women kick ass even if it's in a movie that doesn't make any sense i don't that care is true. That is i don't true. care if you it is a woman any movie with a female lead yes that is if a woman is kicking some butt i'm like yes i am into it i don't even care if it's not realistic it makes me happy I want to see her make a fist, even though her fist is as small as mine, any, and any hit a man square in the nuts. chest and him fall down. Watch. That is true. What? I said, any woman stomping on a man's nuts, you're down to watch. <laughs> Lately, I like man. it when I see it, okay? Leave me alone. Don't, don't, even, don't even get him started, by the way, guys, about how I behave when we watch these movies, okay? We'll just leave that out of it. But yeah. Am I looking forward to it? Yes. It's a popcorn event. It's like the one time I'll sit in the movie theater and just sit there silently staring at the screen because I like to be entertained every now and then. And these movies are entertaining. Because sometimes you look at me and you say, listen, man, that car should have been in like 14,000 pieces. This is going to sound disrespectful, but I put the Fast and Furious in the same, in the same box as I put the Expendables now. And I can see that. With that being said, like, is this I've some bullshit? Yes, it is. No, you know am what? I, I've seen two of them it? because my mom likes those movies. I'm not watching that shit. My mom loves her like, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> I, I think it's bullshit. Am I going to watch it? Yes, I am sadly going to watch it. I'm, I'm either going to be forced by you or forced by Andrew and Daniel, but I'm going to no, watch No, you're going to be forced by me because I want to go. We're watching it. You already, you already went and watched. I'm you already be at this, home, thank God. Oh, God. You already watched Mortal Kombat. Finish it. That's like my favorite line to say. 
Let me say this about Mortal Kombat 2. I only brought I, it up because you just watched it yesterday. No, no, no. I haven't I seen it. I'm, 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 I'm probably going to look for spoilers. it, though. There's going to be no spoilers in this. I'm going to look but for I it and see people, if I can watch it. I see people shitting on Mortal Kombat. And I just want to say this, right? When, when, when I went to go watch a Mortal Kombat movie, because I saw the first one and I grew up in the era of the Mortal Kombat video games. The yeah, thing that so made the, the thing that made the Mortal Kombat video game so infamous wasn't the fighting. There was there's better fighting games than Mortal Kombat. Yeah, there is. It well, maybe not actually, but it was the fact of the gore. People yeah. liked the the actual video game because of the gore. Now, mind you, this generation is don't give a shit about that because they're desensitized. Back in our day, the gore in video games, seeing someone get their heart ripped out, shit like that. But also remember learning all the codes so you could figure out the finishing move for your character so that once they said finish him, you could enter really fast so that it would happen. Exactly. Now, (laughs) when I went to go watch this movie, all I was expecting to see was gore. I expected there to be some level of corniness. I wasn't expecting some riveting storyline or these well-developed characters. I was expecting gore. I was expecting to see finish him and all the bullshit. And I got that out of it. And I I give it like, you know, 7, 6.5 out of 10 because I know what I was going there for. I feel like this generation, they want every movie to be an Oscar winning movie. Every movie needs it's to have a riveting Oscar. storyline. Not even necessarily Oscar. It has to get like, it has to be like written in the New York Times or something. Being but that's what I'm saying. Every, every movie in this generation has to have a riveting storyline, well-built characters, emotional moments that grip your heart. And it's like, Great no, acting. when I was growing up, and we went to go see an Adam Sandler movie. We knew what the fuck we were getting. Slapstick comedy. When I was growing up and we went to go see a Martin Lawrence movie, I knew what I was getting. A buddy comedy. Yeah. I, I knew that already. But I feel like this generation, it's like, if I don't get a riveting storyline, if I don't get somebody crying, if I don't get so, it's like, bro, it, that's not what it is. You're like, calm down. Yeah, it's kind of not what it is, man. But yeah, I, um, I feel like you'd be excited about this. Idris Elba and his wife. Actually, I'll let you go into it, but I feel like you'd be excited about this. I am always excited when it comes to anime people. Let's just get that straight. <laughs> I am always excited. Always excited. I'm like, yes. I'm excited about this too, actually. I I'm love excited for it. And so, yes, oh my gosh. I, I, I'm excited because of the fact that it's funny. I can, I actually can see why Idris and his wife, Sabrina, are doing this. They seem like those type of people because Idris in recent like years he's created and done things with like more quirky kind of offbeat things so i can see why i didn't i didn't know that he was into anime like this but it's kind of cool to see that he's going to be creating it's supposed to be like an afrofuturistic sci-fi anime series which i love all of those things even if they're mashed together and it's on it's on crunchyroll too yeah like i love it um so i'm really i'm actually looking forward to this I definitely will be watching. I'm excited to see like who's going to be the voice actors, what the actual premise is going to be for it. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm super excited. I'm I'm happy that Idris Elba and his wife got a deal with Crunchyroll to executive produce Afrofuturistic sci-fi anime series in general. I'm pretty sure there'll be a few of them because I see series there and I'm happy. I don't, listen, as long as long as these sci-fi movies that are supposed to be in a future or in a different realm or a different perspective on society, as long as they're not dealt in slavery, as long yeah. as they're not dipped in like our oppression or like, I'm happy. Like when I watch Afro I, Samurai, 
it was just a character who fought his whole life to be number one. Yeah. And then people killed him. And then his son became his son killed the guy who killed him. And he became number one. And he had, that was it. I enjoyed it. As long as it's as pussy. It, as long as it has no connection to the black American struggle, I'm happy to watch this shit. Another anime thing. Uh, I think it was you who sent that to me about Gundam Wing. It was. It was. So I'm for like, anyone who doesn't know. Gundam Wing. Oh my god. I am, I am so excited. I, <laughs> so, I am so well, I excited to see my to see my characters again, to see Hiro, Duo, Katra, Ufei, Troa, even maybe Relina and Zex Marquis who was Relina's brother. Like I am I am so excited. <laughs> I am so his real name is Meliard or Peacecraft. Like I am so excited. Like I that anime came out in the 90s. It was from 95. I have seen every single season of Gundam Wing. I have watched the movies that are all an, all anime. So, like, wait, I don't even think I can explain how excited I am because I love this anime so much. Like, I love this anime just as much as I love Vision of Escaflone. Like, when it comes to, like, my favorite, like, more, like, uh, animes that deal with, like, actual machines, this is... Like I wanted, like I as a kid, I I desperately wanted to pilot Wing Zero, and then that's Hero's Gundam, by the way. Um, <laughs> and then when Escaflone came out, I was like, I want a guy Meleth. <laughs> I I will never forget the terminology. I'm such a nerd. I'm nerding out hard right now because I am so excited. It's live action that's supposed to be coming out. I'm happy to see this. I hope it looks good. I know live action is but I need you, you actually you, you, like I'm happy to see it. You you don't even the funny thing is, even if you've never watched Gundam Wing, you can still watch the movies because they actually explain everything anyway. That's the best part. So even if you're not into because Gundam Wing is a long series, like it's not it's not short. Like it's like 24 episodes per season. So you can just watch the Gundam Wing movies? Pretty much, yeah. Because one of the uh, Endless Waltz, which is the animation, which is the first one, Endless Waltz is the anime movie, and it describes to you everything that happens of like why the Gundams were built, what happened on Earth, why there are space colonies, all, and it, it kind of goes does an overview, so you so like you're not lost. That's the best part. Like obviously, I know like a stupid amount of details about these characters just because I watched the entire anime and I was that, per I'm that person who like will go online and go look for all the details, all the conspiracies of this anime and be like, yes, give it to me, give me all of it. So I'm like super excited. You know Gundam Wing like I know um, Dragon Ball Z. I got you. Like it's, it's this intense. I know a lot, I know a lot about Dragon Ball Z too and Vision of Escafalone, Sailor Moon, you name it, I know it. I'm like a walking anime encyclopedia. <laughs> it's sad. I'm that person who used to stay up and watch. I'm that person who's like in those memes, <laughs> who's like in their robe. And then you look up and you're like, it's morning. <laughs> and the sun is shining and you've been watching anime all night. That's me. You know what? I never got that intense, but I remember going to the <laughs> flea market to get the Dragon Ball Z movie DVD or VHS DVDs or both back in the day. I remember that. But you know what? I feel like, I feel like, I feel like. I feel like if I grew up in the technology era, like the inst, like the internet, like yeah. I did, but like the real internet era that we have yeah, now, yeah. I'm trying to yeah, say, yeah. I feel like I've been more I used to, because I, I watched, I watched everything online, right? So like, it was crazy because I would just, I remember once, I think, I, what did I watch? I was, I can't remember which anime it is right now, but I watched all 24 episodes in one night. When I looked over, the sun was rising and I was like, wait, what time is it? <laughs> 
And I had to go to school. <laughs> this was high school? No, it was college. I did this all the time. I was so, I'm such an, I'm, I used to watch anime while I was studying. I would play animes in the background that I already had seen, like especially funny ones. Um, I would play them in the background while I would study because it was like, I don't know, comic relief for me. Like I like funny animes too. Like I like anime Fruits Basket. We were on high school host club. Like there's certain ones that are like almost like set up like sketch comedy, but they're animes. <laughs> and they're like the antics don't make any sense, but they're entertaining. I love it. It's, uh, People get surprised. I, they get the big eyes. Yes. Or when they get the teardrop. <laughs> or when they get the little zigzag across their head and they're like, they're like, meh. But like, they're nervous. I, uh, I love it all. And when I, I am such a nerd that I used to think that the teardrop appeared when I was a kid. If something happened, I used to think that my, I, it was, I, that is how, that's how much of a nerd I am. And I'm proud of it. I love it. I mean, I have a collection of mangas too. I can't even display them because I have so many. <laughs> I, was never, I was never this deep, but I feel like I feel like if I was like a couple years old, yeah, if I was born a couple years after, I feel like I would have been more obsessed because I would have. What had does that say about me? I'm only a year I, older than you. I think it was just because I remember having to like go to the flea market or the AAA mall or whatever to get the uh, Dragon Ball Z mm-hmm. DVDs and stuff, or the, the just the movies in general that I could yeah, then yeah. watch. And then I remember like down. I remember downloading those on LimeWire and Kazaa, and going to high school and coming home, and they weren't done. And it it became grueling to have to do that shit all the time. But I felt like if I was like five years older, and at that time I could just go on the internet and just watch it all. I could see that. I feel like I'd have been way more. Upset. Like I used to watch all my anime. If it wasn't on YTV, there was another station that I got that I can't remember what it was, but it was late night, and they used to show all the anime that I couldn't watch in the day. It was like part of Funimation. Hmm. And I used to watch it super late at night, but I was really into mangas at the time. So before, cause I like mangas and comics, I used to read the mangas. And sometimes I would realize that one of my favorite mangas had been turned either into like a tea, like into a series or was going to be a series. So it was funny me watching it. Cause I had already read the books. Mm. It was like, it was like when I would read Naruto and then Naruto came out here and I was like, wait, I've read most of this. And I would know when the episodes were filler because I had read so many and I was like, this is all filler. This is not in the manga. And they're doing this because they're still writing it. Cause a lot of Naruto was actually illustrated based off of the mangas. And that's why it took over 10 years for the series to finish because it actually had to be drawn in real time. I got it. Yeah. So that's, it's like, it's kind of crazy. I think the only anime I was able to watch at the same time as it aired in Japan and here was Tokyo Ghoul. That was the only one that I was able to like, it would air in Japan and then would air in Canada dubbed. Because they didn't, I, I prefer undubbed, but Funimation dubs everything. So then I was able to watch the same episode that was airing in Japan. I was able to watch it here. That was like the only time that I ever had that. Everything else is normally, I was either watching an anime that had existed like over 10 years ago. And I didn't even know that when I was a kid. Like I didn't know how old Dragon Ball Z was when I was a kid. I also didn't know how old Sailor Moon was when I was a kid until I was like an adult. Like until I was like a teenager and I was like, holy crap. I didn't know how old Dragon Ball Z was until a few years when I Googled it, actually. I had no fucking clue. Yeah. You have to admit, though, the animation for that, that's amazing. <laughs> it is. Because it looks that, so that, cool. That, and then that, when you look at anime now, it's even better. Anyway, sorry about my little anime tangent. What you gotta do? No, I just got really hyper excited. <laughs> I'm looking and I'm like, how long have we been filming this? Who knows? But we do have one more thing to talk about that was something that was pretty crazy that happened. 
Oh, we got a few more things, but yeah. we can just select one or two of these. Go ahead. Do you think? Well, what one do you... I don't even know which one to touch on. One... The, the, uh, you know what? Let's let's see where it goes. Let's... Because one kind of leads right into the other, the the Derek Chauvin, Chauvin case. I can't remember his name. I can't remember his last name. I think, is it Chauvin? Derek, Derek Chauvin. But he was, um, he was guilty, guilty in all, three counts. all counts. And we're still waiting on his sentencing, actually. Yeah. Um, but the maximum, I believe, in what he's been found guilty on, I think the maximum is 40 years. Yeah. I think. I, I think a lot of people, just judging how America is from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. I feel like America did this not because they wanted to, but to prevent riots. And um, I feel like they should have just done it because it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. I also feel like the judge made a point. Tim, he made a point a few times. He had that whole speech where he said, "This is not about um, this is not about uh, George George Floyd at all. This is Derek Chauvin versus the city, and this will not be pushed by the media." Like he did, and I've never seen a judge really do that before. Me neither. They didn't do that in the OJ case, and that was pushed by the media heavily, right? But I think you know the jury's voted; they voted him guilty on all charges. I don't think the judge will give him a maximum. I just believe, from what I've seen so far. I think the judge will give him like 20. I think he'll get out in two or five on good behavior. I know right now they got him on suicide watch. That's what I think. Um, But I do think that what they should do, and I hope they do, is what they give him a maximum. So this way it sets a precedent. So this way when these cops think about about pulling the trigger, they're thinking about their pension and their life. And I think that should be the thing going, going forward. I agree with you. I totally agree with that. I think... I remember when I heard that he, I think it was you who sent me the video that he was found guilty on all three counts. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, I wonder what's going to happen with his sentencing. But I agree with you. The only way for a precedent to be set would be for him to receive the maximum. That's the only way that it would be set because then they would know that there is a possibility that they're going to not only get 40 years in prison, they're going to lose their pension and have absolutely nothing. Because what, what happens is they need to be punished. That pays the money sometimes when the, when the victim's family gets the money. It's the police station. I'm just the city. Yeah, so yeah it's the city. city actually. So it's like, at the end of the day, these cops are not losing money, and they're not losing their job. They're not losing anything. But if you told these cops they will lose either money or their pension, I think that changes things. That makes people- It does, because now they actually have something to lose. If you have nothing to lose, you don't care. Because you're like, well, whatever. It's not going to affect me. Now, with that being said, there was another shooting this week. Well, it uh, happened the same time as the verdict being read in- yeah, Makia. Is it Makia Bryant? I think it's pronounced Makia or Makaya. I, I unfortunately Makia don't Bryant. know how to pronounce it, but her name is like either Makia or Makaya Bryant. Now, for once, I'm on the side of the cop. And I've had this conversation in a few groups this week. Some people agree with me. The people who disagree with me is mainly just because of the optics. And I understand the optics of it, right? And the optics of it are that from what we've seen, especially when these, when these are being filmed, it seems like cops pull out the gun and shoot before asking any questions when it comes to black people. And then you have cases like Dylan Roof where they're offered, mm-hmm. where he's a mass shooter or many mass shooters. There was one the other week where the cops are able to arrest them and take them into custody without letting off shots. Now, I think each case is to be dealt with and looked at separately in accordance to the case. And for once, I actually agree with the cop on this one. So Makia Bryant was a girl who was being bullied. It was in Ohio, I think. She's being bullied, and she ended up being followed by these girls home. They were going to beat her up. She went into her house, and she called the police. 
Then she decided to grab a knife, and this was a big, big ass knife. It was a kitchen knife, yeah. And she decided to come outside of her house with the knife. It wasn't even a butcher knife because it had the pointy end, but just a big ass knife. And she decided to come outside of her house with the knife in hand and now start to fight the girls after she called the cops. Now, from what I've seen, when the cop pulls up, that's the camera that we're looking at. Literally, the cop pulls up and Makia had the knife over the neck of the girl she was trying to stab. It was coming down. She wasn't holding it in midair, making a stance. She raised it and it was coming down on the girl's neck. Now, this is when the cop decided to pull out his gun and let go four shots at him. Well, first he screamed for her to actually put the knife down. So remember, the whole thing is you're supposed to voice it first, which which he did. And that was why when she turned, it was in her chest because she turned. And then and then and then he shot it. Now let's 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 deal with the facts and I'll go into the optics. So I don't think the cop did anything wrong. I think it's one thing if you have a knife in your hand and the cop has time to talk to you. The cop has time to pull out a taser, maybe tase you, because the taser doesn't automatically stop you. You could still do the action, right? So that's one thing. It's another thing if you have a knife in your hand and you're coming down on somebody in mid-action. There's no time to pull out the taser or tell you to stop. I can tell you to stop. You could still stop this girl. So mm-hmm. my thing is, I don't, I don't think the cop is wrong in this because, in a way, he took a black life to save a black life, right? Killed a black woman and saved a black woman. If the cop let that knife go into that girl's neck, People, this knife was the big knife you have in your kitchen. The big knife, like like the the the, the very like the beginning of it is like five six inches. Then it goes down to like two. The big knife with the pointy end. Okay, if she put that in the girl's neck, I would have been dead. I would have been dead. I would have cut all the arteries. I would have been dead. Then he would have been saying, "Why didn't the cop stop her? Why didn't the cop shoot her? Why didn't the cop do this?" Now, could the cop have pulled out the taser? Yes. But from what I understand, when somebody has a weapon, that's when you use your gun and you're supposed to shoot to kill. When somebody has a weapon, but there's nobody around them, that's when you can use your taser because you're given the opportunity. Or sometimes they shoot to disarm. Because th- no, like they do shoot not shoot to disarm. That's, actually, that's completely wrong. That, that's completely really? false. That's something that we've made up. Something okay. that we've made up. What it is, is the cops are supposed to aim for the biggest part of your body. The cops are not trained marksmen. They're not sitting there to shoot your hand. What if they miss your hand? And- I never heard your hand. I saw they shoot you like in the shoulder or something. No, that is that was a complete lie that we've made up in the media. The cops are supposed to shoot the biggest part of your body, which is your chest, and they're supposed to shoot to kill. They're not supposed to be shooting your legs or your hands or your arms. And I've made that. I pitched that in arguments too, not knowing, right? That's yeah. completely made That's up, fine. completely false, right? They're supposed to shoot the biggest part of your body, which is your chest, and they're supposed to shoot to kill. The only time they're supposed to use the taser is when you have a weapon, but nobody is around you. And that's why there's there's videos where you see a cop have to taser a man two or three times to bring him down. So it's not like a taser will always work. Could the cop have tased her? Yes. Would she? Could she have still stabbed the girl if the cop tased her? Multiple times. So in the instance of what it is, I'm not blaming the cop. She was a 15-year-old girl. I'm sorry that she had to lose her life. But for once, I'm actually not blaming the cop. I think the cop did the right thing. If I was a cop, I could understand. I think he did the right thing. I think he tried to fix the situation. He doesn't know who called. All he sees is a knife coming down on a girl's neck. It's either I shoot her or this girl gets stabbed in the neck. Now, I got people looking at me like, why didn't you do anything? 
now what? Right? So I think I'm not the worst part about it. For once, I actually think that the cop did the right thing for once when it came to a shooting of a civilian, especially one that's black. But that's just me. I think I think I, I think the worst part about it is that when it first came out, it just seemed as if that it, a lot of details had been were not actually released at this point because media. once because it was released in the idea of social media, it made it seem as if when it first came out that she was shot after she had called for help and that these people were attacking her at the time when this came out, people did not know that she actually had gone in her house to go get, to call the police or to get a knife. They did not know that she had exited the home after calling the police instead of staying inside. And people also were under the impression that she actually had been carrying a knife on her as protection for the bullies. Cause that's another storyline that had come out. And I call it a storyline because it wasn't true. Cause she went in the house to go get it. Um, this is why I want to come. So, to I feel like people should watch the videos and before they decide... But that was the problem. Even when the video came out, people still had an issue with the footage. Because they were like, oh, I can't tell. Why didn't he tell her to put it down? I don't understand why he didn't do this. And I think that after finding out... When I when I first heard it, I was like, but why did he shoot her? Why couldn't he tase her? Because the video hadn't been released yet. Then the video came out. And then it came out that she had gone home. She went inside. She called the police and took a knife and left her house again. And then I said to myself, if you called the police, why'd you go back outside? Exactly. I would have just stayed in my house. Because the crazy thing was, I actually became, if that was me, I'm the one now who becomes the immediate threat because I'm the one holding the weapon over you. You're no longer seen as the threat. If you have no weapon and I'm the one pinning you down, who's the threat? Exactly. So like I become the immediate person. And so I think... I think the worst part about it is that she was so young. She was so, 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 so young. And it is terrible that her life was lost and taken. But at the same time, when you think about everything and lay out all the facts, I think that the one, I think the one thing that I wish she hadn't have done was leave her house again. I wish she would have just stayed inside. Would have been in the right, and those girls probably would have been arrested for trying to attack her. They would, they would, or they, they would, or, or they would have left before the police even got there. But she could have at least given a statement. I, I think nothing would have happened because they didn't actually attack her in the moment. So I think if anything, they would have. No, all, all, all I'm saying is, is that if Lisa, if she had decided to stay in her home, and let's say the police did show up and they see a bunch of girls circling her house, that would have been different. And even if they had gotten there and she wasn't there, she could have said, these girls followed me home. And she could have easily given the names of who the girls who followed her home. It, and it, it would have prevented her from being outside. It would have prevented her from picking up the knife and going outside. I think this one, I think I think that black people just got to take the L on this one. I think it's really hard to look at this police officer. And I've seen a lot of black people speak out about this as well, not just me, but it's really hard to look at this. I don't even think it's about taking an L. I think it's just about looking and seeing the actual facts. And once they've been presented to you of what actually happened for you to be like, you know what? It's Yes, of course, it is sad and it is unfortunate. But this could have been prevented if she had done this. But that's not what happened. This is the thing. We we understand that he wasn't in the wrong. We don't have a society that runs on logic. We have a society that runs on emotion. And people are looking at the optics and they're seeing a, a grown white man as a police officer shoot a young 15-year-old girl four times in the chest until she dies. And not just that. Also on the day that the other officer is found guilty of the death of George Floyd. That's also what feels really like. has anything to do with it. No, it does. It does. Because a lot of people are saying on the eve of the conviction, that's what people are running with. That's what they're saying. That's that's, that's just social media being stupid and being social media. Yes, like, but isn't the whole it. point of why people had misinterpreted optics because of social media? That's what I'm trying to say, that they go hand in hand. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um, 
Yeah, I just, I don't, this, it's sad. I think it's sad. She's a young girl. I just think, I wish she stayed inside her house, but she didn't. Um, I kind of got to, it kind of is what it is after that. I get it. I just, it's sad, man. It, it hurts me to talk about black kids getting killed and especially, I don't know, man. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, yeah, yeah. I, the one thing is usually I would say, I think the police training needs to fix, which I do. I just think at this, at this moment, the training was correct. I, I just think at this moment, it is what it is. It is what it is, man. I think the cop did the best thing he can do. If I was a cop, if I was him, I'd have probably done the exact same thing. I think I think you got to pick your battles. I wouldn't have shot it with a taser because people, tasers don't stop people. So I think he did exactly what he was supposed to do. I'm not mad at any of it. I just think it is what it is, man. It, it just, it is what it is. Um, I saw this recent uh, poll that my brother-in-law posted in, I got a few WhatsApp groups, but um, I didn't realize that. Well, I heard this before, but there actually is like, the majority of people who are killed by the police are white. I think it's twice as many by numbers. But when it comes to black people, we have the majority per population. Mind you, we have a smaller population, right? But the majority of the majority of unarmed people, I should say, killed by mm -hmm. police are actually white. Then black is second. And he brought up a good perspective. He was talking about Black Lives Matter. And he was talking about how Black Lives Matter, the way that they should have marketed it, was instead of Black Lives Matter, it should have been reform the police. Because when you label something Black Lives Matter, now it's now the element of race is in it. And because there's because if you're looking at America, America is a microcosm, right? America, and it's not really an America, this is this an ever issue. So let me explain this properly. America does a grouping thing. And with the grouping thing, there's certain pressures that come with that. So there's a lot of people who don't identify with Black Lives Matter because they don't like black people. Because America and the American media has paraded black people as being not only lazy, but kind of being self-destructive, manifesting. Mm -hmm. They do this to themselves. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? If they didn't do this, this wouldn't have happened, right? And that's why they don't want to stand behind it because the media has painted black people in such a light that many other races do not see black people as human beings. We know what we've talked about this already. So with that being said, the only way to win these fights is to make the fight global. For instance, Martin Luther King was fighting for black people to sit on the bus and go into buildings and not use secondhand washing facilities for years. And the white people didn't really give a shit. It wasn't until Martin Luther King started talking to poor people and wanted to do the poor people's movement where he was saying, listen, blacks and poor whites, we're both being treated like shit. Let's come together and take over the government. And at that time, that was when he got shot. And this is what they don't want you to do, right? They, they want the Jews to fight for the Jews, the blacks to fight for the blacks, everyone on their own thing. It's the same thing when you see the Stop Asian Hate and all the black people are like, well, why should we help them? Again, that's what they want you to do, right? And we're all fighting against the same enemy, and I've said this many times, but we all fight against each other because that's the way they're pitching it, and it seems more productive to do that. It's ignorant. Now, I do agree with my brother-in-law's stance about the fact of if we started this as we formed the police from the very, very beginning, because, for instance, there was the whole um, there was the whole riot that went on two months ago in Nigeria or a month mm -hmm. ago in Nigeria where police were killing protesters, beating them, murdering them in the streets. And people were like, what is this? Why are they doing this? 
you this was happening in india the police were killing the the farmer protesters murdering them in the streets and everybody was protesting about it right so police and their training is a global issue right in the caribbean it's it's a different story but so as a whole if there are more white children being killed by police can you imagine if black lives matter started posting about that too Every time a white kid was killed, post, 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 post. Now white people are like, oh, hold on, hold on. We're being killed by the police and more of us than anybody else. And these are unarmed killings. There was a white kid the same day that, 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 um, that the black girl was killed where he was murdered by police. There's a video of him in LA being gunned down by police and he had no weapon and he was walking away from them, right? Poor white, right? So can you imagine if they were seeing this? Now, the people who don't agree with Black Lives Matter because they just don't agree with Black people now are just like, hold on, white kids are being, white kids are being killed? Now, people are coming together saying, no, 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 no. So we're, we're all being killed by police. Because it's easy to look at one group of people and find whatever hate you have for them and use that as the reason why you don't want to support it. People do this mm-hmm. for years. This is why if you go to countries in Africa, they're still doing tribal wars that they've been doing for years while the Europeans are just milking their land and giving them religion and laughing about them. You can go to countries like Spain, where you have Catalonia and different provinces in Spain who are still fighting, who want to leave Spain, who don't who don't see themselves as identifying with the Spanish government, because these tribes in Spain were around before Spain became a dynasty, before Spain became a country, before, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So you can go to any country, you can go to the UK, the Welsh, the English, the Scottish and the Irish, still don't like each other. Right. So I think if you bring people together, it makes it easier. Now, I told him this probably won't happen because the race relations in America have gone to shit. And I think black people are going to be mad that white people are being added into what what they see as their struggle. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of white people are not going to want to identify with what they see as black people's struggle, despite the fact that they're being killed at a higher rate. But I I think that makes sense. But if they did come together, I think that would be the nail in the coffin to kind of, you know what I mean? Have no, I agree with you. Come but I, like you said, I don't actually think that that will happen. First of all, it's already named Black Lives Matter, so there's no way to go exactly. back. Exactly. Like, you can't, you can't, it's not going to work, but. That's what I'm saying. It's not. A whole, but, a whole other, a whole other mass movement would have to happen. And even then, I don't even know if that would work. It wouldn't happen. Black, listen. The moment I saw black people telling white people two years ago that Black Panther's not for you, don't watch it, even though we need them to watch so it can make the maximum amount of money. I never understood that. I was like, Like, what? The race relations in America have become so vital and they've spread to the rest of the Western world. So people in Canada and the UK who are black have adopted the same bullshit. And now it's just, it's like a fight for who's woker and who's blacker. And then for white people to fight for who's more liberal and who's more of a an yeah. ally. Nonsense. Mm. No, it's stupid. No, it's stupid. But my last point here, and I just want to get at this before we leave. For everybody in Ontario and Canada, you've seen this shit. For everybody who's not, there was a video that was leaked. The video was oh, leaked boy. in a WhatsApp group, okay? It was a video of a construction company um, that was building a house in Milton. It's a construction company that is in Vaughn. Shout out to my Italians doing their thing out here. And um, they had a video of one old man who got a heart attack 
Because well, remember, it was it is a construction company, but remember the people working there were contractors from another company. Contracting the company, yes. So just so you know. the video the video shows an old man who later had a heart attack that day because they ordered him a stripper for and his birthday, I believe. It was I think it was birthday, yeah. And the stripper came in, and let me just paint you the picture. So they're in a half built house. The stripper is bent over. There's three or four guys there five or six guys they're all above the age of like 50 um these guys are yamming her pussy from the back from bottle the, of vodka they're pouring vodka on her pussy and licking it off they're pouring vodka on the titties and sucking it off one like i think three of them ate out her pussy on separate occasions and in my mind i'm like this is stripper pussy bro this pussy get tossed around every every couple minutes you guys are eating that and one ate it then the next one eats it and the next one eats it i'm like All also right. covid just, just saying. And the fu- the funny thing is, all of these guys have wives. All of these guys have families. All of these guys have children. Now, there was one guy who was filming it. I'm guessing he was the young guy. And from what I understand, his girlfriend found the video on his phone. He wasn't doing anything in the video. He was just filming them doing it and decided to expose it on the internet. Now, this is where I disagree. You found it on the phone, leave the guy, whatever the case is. If you know his coworkers... And if you feel like you want to tell the wives because you're friends with them, do what you got to do, right? I'm not mad at that either. Do what you got to do, whatever. The thing is, though, when you expose it on the internet, I know we live in an era where this is the thing to do, right? This guy is dead. For people who live in Ontario, especially southern Ontario, for people who grew up in Canada prior to me in the 70s and 80s when the mob was running parts of southern Ontario, Hamilton, Toronto, Woodbridge, and Montreal at that People that know these stories, they know how these construction companies were built and who they were built by and who financed these companies. And they just lost millions of dollars. And I'm telling you, that guy's girlfriend who did that, that guy is somewhere either on the East Coast or somewhere in Alberta, Saskatchewan. He can never show his face again. I'm telling you that, right? That's facts. He's done. He's completely done. I think what was interesting is the fact that after the video was released... The com- the construction company released like a statement letting letting everyone know that even though they're like the construction company of the actual um, homes, that they were actually contractors who were inside of there from another company who I can't remember the name of. I would do the same shit if I was them. And just to make sure that people understood that it wasn't their own people, but all of them got fired. Yeah, they said that everybody who was there, they didn't specify people from the video. They said that everyone had been fired there was no specification that it was just the people seen in the video it was everyone apparently that guy better run because those those so, during covid are now broke like that's that's huge but also i just don't understand i just don't understand why you would even film it yes listen right now like first off it's already bad enough that you're doing it and you're filming it okay but if you there's if there's no evidence of it happening at least then if it ever does get out, you can only go to the people who were there. Okay? That's the first thing. The second thing is, it's freaking COVID. <laughs> Why? Because when you actually think about it, them doing that not only endangered themselves, they endangered everybody they come in contact with. So it was recorded during a pandemic, and now you lost your job. And some of these people's faces are clear as day. So uh, we can end on that. It's just fine. There's nothing to say. <laughs> so stupid. 
It was oh reckless. My God. The whole the whole video was reckless. It was a Just... bunch of old man eating pussy. I was like, what? When I mm, when you sent that to me, I was like, what the hell is this? And there was a couple of videos. Yeah, there was like four. There was like four, four, five, six, seven. And then eight. somebody made a trailer. That thing you. <laughs> that was funny. I like that. Anyway, though. people have released a lot of stuff about this online, so it's not like it's a secret. Like it's everywhere. But yeah, that, that that's that's all, that's all we got. Don't forget to like this video, comment, subscribe, and share. And of course, if you are listening to us, we are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Something that I learned, apparently, if you have your stuff uploaded, you're all, we're also available in the Google Play Store. Because online. So if you have an Android phone and don't have Spotify, you can listen to us on Google. I don't know. How great is that? Yeah, I, I Googled us to find it. So that's also a thing. <laughs> Also, please comment down below about any of the topics that we talked about. I love it when we hear your opinions. Both of us really do. Um, this is just a shout out from me. Thank you so much to those two women who decided to comment on the video that we that we released about Lydia Millen. I appreciated it. Thank you. I see you. <laughs> I gotta read these comments. Were these comments <laughs> negative towards me? Did I agree with that? No, they weren't negative. They were just I- really happy to hear that we talked about her because the fact that they're like, she's just another person pretending. I was like, thank you. Did I, did I agree with that? I did agree with you on that. Didn't I? I think. Yeah. You agree with me about the fact of her pretending to care. And then when people called her out about it, all of a sudden it was a problem. Was that the one where I also said how like we want out? Like, yes. So if you want to listen to that guys, I'll link it in the down bar. Yeah. Listen to that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, guys. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.